Udanta, I have waited a long time to... What? I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I just keep imagining you waking up in the morning, sir, looking in the mirror, and in all seriousness saying to yourself, you know what would be a really kick-ass name? Taser Face! <laughs> That's how I hear you in my head! What was your second choice? Scrotum hat? <laughs> New plan. We're killing you first. Well, dying is certainly better than having to live an entire life as a moronic bag who thinks Taserface is a cool name. Welcome back to a stark contrast where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And Dot. Hello, hello. Welcome back, hello. everyone. That was super shrieky of me. I'm so sorry. Huh? That was super shrieky. Oh, oh. <laughs> I feel like we haven't been here in a while. I'm like... Really? It's the same timeline every every two weeks. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, this is full speed ahead. Yeah, it's December, baby. Home stretch into <laughs> to the end of 2022. Now that is the part that blows my mind. Yeah, it is the end of 2022. I'm still very much in 2020, 2021, and I'm like, oh right, I'll we're be, about to be 23. I know. I think someone said like 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 oh yeah next year like like oh this will like come out or da 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 like of uh, what whatever season 2023 and i'm like damn yeah oh that's so far away it's like two years and then it's like no 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 it's in it's net less than a, it's about a month now yeah in a month and i'm like wow okay time is that's scary. crazy yeah so how's it going jeff just trying to figure <laughs> my life out <laughs> aren't we all at the ripe age of 28 oh, you're such a baby I just, how, how does it feel being that much closer to 30 i'm excited i am very oh, yeah? excited oh, yes i'm very that's refreshing excited. to hear everyone's always like yeah everyone's always like life is funny when you like life when in when life is more fun when you get into your 30s it's the fact yeah at first i was like oh, i don't know and then i thought about it and i was like actually yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because 20s is fun. Obviously, you're young, yeah. but you're figuring stuff out. Nothing's ever really mm-hmm. set in stone. Nothing's ever really set in stone in any decade. Sure. But the 30s, I guess, you know, depending who you are, you're much more, at least a little bit more established. Yeah, you're a little you know? more grounded. You, you've you matured. Kind of, yeah. Like, your way of thinking is completely different. Like, yeah. my way of thinking is completely different than it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, experiences are different, too, but... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, we have fun. We have a a nice episode today. I think so. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited as well. Uh, so as you're listening to this, I will be in Columbus. Yeah. Ohio. Home stretch and cons. <laughs> Home stretch. The last show of the year. Um, Galaxy Con. So if you're at the show Woo! this weekend, please stop by and say hi. I will be with Suspiria, Velchez, and Zoe Thorgood. And the rest of the Cadence comic art crew. Um, but yeah, uh, before we get into our fantastic character study for today, I just wanted to tackle some notable news we have. Woo! <laughs> so like with many others, we have not 
jumped the ship per se, but we are now on <laughs> Hive. <laughs> um, so if you're on the app, we have the same handle that we have everywhere else, S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. I've not posted anything since the first. Thing like I'll be honest, I can't keep up with any. There's a lot of stuff. Any happening. social media, yeah. I have a, I have a, I have a top a three that yeah. I just go through, and that's exactly. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oh yeah, you're a TikTok. And, and obviously, I still have <laughs> Facebook, but I don't like. I don't, I don't frequent. It, yeah. I don't scroll through it. Yeah. And it's not. I don't. Even, I haven't seen anything about this app mm-hmm. anymore. At least right now, be real. I never hopped on that. I tried it for a couple Never, of days I and just, I was like, no. I just don't, I, I uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like TikTok, I can just endlessly scroll and actually learn some things depending, you know. It's very true. But, and then Twitter, you know, yeah. regardless of like what all that fiasco that happened, yeah. you know, it's still there. Yeah. Twitter's still the, the best app in the world. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love Most it. Most conversation. Instagram is just, it's cool. Yeah. But ever since the algorithm thing, yeah. it's become more. Oh, it's so tough. Monetary. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Eh. I know. I don't know that I have a chosen platform. I think I'm definitely yeah. more skewing toward Instagram in general. Yeah. Just because that's, I, I'm a visual person. And so yeah. I'm not so much in reading anything. Yeah. <laughs> as I terrible agree. as that sounds. But I do have to admit, you know, being active on Twitter, at least staying in, in the bubble that is entertainment. Yes. I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever, yes. sure. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're on Hive. Uh, we're not active on Hive, but we do have an account. So if you'd like to give us a follow, please do so. Um, we're full force in giving season. And so we just passed Giving Ooh. Tuesday. And I just wanted to shout out a few um, suggestions for our listeners. If you'd like to uh, throw a couple of spare dollars, um, some nonprofit ways. Of course, first and foremost, the Chadwick Bozeman Foundation for mm. the Arts. Um, They've been really great and receptive on social to our postings, which is surprising. Yeah, I saw <laughs> I did that. Not expect, yeah, I didn't expect any likes or, or thank you from them, but they they were really gracious about that. So please uh, donate that 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 foundation is fantastic, um, oh, man. and the art of storytelling for for young black artists. Um, there's also the comic book legal defense fund. We've mentioned that a few times. That that essentially helps. Um, Classic creators, if they have any issues with finances or um, legal matters, yeah. all that stuff, wow. it helps them. As well as the Hero Initiative, very similar. And of course, if you love us, you can become a Patreon patron. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are just a few. Uh, of course, there are many, many fantastic charities around the world. Those are super um, cool. Those actually gave me some ideas because like, I, I, you know this because <laughs> yeah. I'm in a fantasy basketball yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, league and it's um, uh, I guess it's just like a, a small plug then I guess for it. yeah. it's a it's a tournament it's called tournament of pods so <laughs> all so the people cool. who are involved have their all have their own podcast shout out to all those guys um, my one of my friends runs it is hosting it um That's and such a the idea. and the the winner of the pod the winner of the tournament the league um, takes their winnings. And they donate to a charity of their mm-hmm. choice. So, mm-hmm. um, so I might be using one of those suggestions that you just gave. Yeah. So do it. Yeah. And of course, speaking of giving season, um, it's that time again when we're paring down the old collections. Um, so for me, this is the part of the year where I go through all my stuff, guys. <laughs> Jeff is chuckling. He has seen the, the hurricane in the garage. It's, 
It's ridiculous. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> and so I start divvying up stuff that I've held on to for a year or two, maybe even more. And I start dividing them up into I'm going to donate these to Toys for Tots. I'm going to sell these. And then I'm just going to see wherever these other things can go. And so I thought it would be fun to put some of the cooler stuff or some of the cool stuff in mm-hmm. general and give them away to p- potential listeners. Wow. So maybe like a retweet or wow. a randomizer. Yeah. So so be sure to follow us on social for some neat giveaways throughout yeah. the new year. Uh, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like some I got a couple of like Marvel Legends, of course some pops, uh stuff like that. So so be sure to tune in and uh follow along. Um Relevant news, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special just arrived in time for the holiday season. And so we'll no doubt be discussing parts of it throughout this entire episode. <laughs> so did you want to yes. did you want to talk about just a few things very wow. quickly? I totally forgot about that. <laughs> How dare you? I know. <laughs> it was literally last week. <laughs> I know. But it just it flew by so fast and it was so like it I, I'm a huge fan of short form content. Yeah. So like going from like, you know, the long TV shows or a movie and it's just like a boom 40 minute, you know, yeah. that's why I enjoyed Werewolf How by Night. How long was it? I did 41 minutes. Was it only yeah, 41, 41 minutes? Because, you know, of course, the, the the first thing that tipped me off of its length was the special presentation thing that they now put in front of it. Yeah. Like, like Werewolf by Night. Yeah. So I was like, okay, it's going to be under an hour. Yeah. But I didn't want to look at the time code because I didn't want my brain to, to anticipate. To think, yeah. It's only this I get long. That. Yeah. So for you don't me, see the no you problem. don't notice it when you click play because like it says like the title then, then the duration you're like you're <laughs> play play play. I know. I'm like just play. Don't don't look don't look. Yeah, it was no, 40, I had no idea. Forty two minutes. Forty one forty two minutes. Yeah. It felt so much longer, but in a good way. Yes, it did. Yeah. I agree. I had wow. so much fun. Yeah. I was I like so fun. I almost cried. Almost. I huh? did because I was just like. <laughs> Wow, there's a lot of emotion, and I was just like, "Yep, Guardians Three is gonna suck, man." I know (laughs) it's gonna suck. And for me, I don't know what it was. Like again, it's 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 one of these things because like I have moments where I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I'm eased up on the Guardians love. Like I love Guardians. Yeah, love them. Right? Yeah. Like with everything that they've released, Marvel Studios has released in the last couple of years, or since even Guardians Volume Two came out, which is basically five years. I've been like, oh yeah, no, I like Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. But then, like watching that, like yeah. full fledged, I can't, I, I cannot lie. I started crying like the minute it started, because it gets me. Like, and it's, it's. I think we said this in a recent episode, but just to kind of go back and then realize, oh my gosh, yeah, you've been with these characters long for a time. long time, and so seeing. First, James Gunn is a fantastic liar <laughs> and technicality liar. Yeah. Because, you know, he always said, oh, Rooker's never coming back. I'm not bringing Yondu back from the dead. But Yondu is very much in the Hollywood Obviously, and very. Yeah. In a flashback sequence. In a flashback but, sequence. Yeah. Which I don't know if you read, he he kind of embellished on how they, pr- the process of that. Yeah. I saw that. Rotoscope. It was like this certain animation style yeah, um, that really cool. James Gunn is a fan of, yeah. and they actually shot Michael Rooker and the kid actor who played young Quill. Yeah, and then they just so cool. Yeah, rotoscoped them and yeah. animated in that That's certain awesome. style. Yeah. Um. So it was. Yeah. 
it was super duper emotional from like start to beginning, start to beginning, start to end for me, just because, yeah, you're dealing with these characters, you're getting a little bit more of their, the backstory for, for characters that aren't Peter Quill. Um, I felt like Rocket was a little less present, but that's obviously because the next film is going to be full-fledged. Yeah. Probably 80% Rocket Raccoon, you know? 100%. And and also just seeing the progress or the growth that the characters were all having with each other. Yeah. Because we really haven't had much time with them from Infinity War to Endgame to Thor. Yeah. You know, you just know that they're together. I mean, yeah, James Gunn said in the in his post when they released, like, Drax and Mantis have been put in the back burner on yeah. a lot of these movies, like background supporting characters. Yeah. And now they can finally... In yeah. the holiday special, they kind of come to the front, mm-hmm. and like it's on, it's kind of like about them, yeah. and it was, and it was great. Yeah, like those two are a duo yeah, for sure. So I cried together. four times during Black Panther. Yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna do during Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy three. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, mess. I don't know. Super duper mess. Because even seeing Quill in the holiday special, like, kind of like sad and beat down yeah. about, you know, I was just like, oh man, like he's really bummed out. Like, yeah, it's, he's really bummed out that Gamora, about Gamora. Yeah, full yeah. 180 because, you know, when we were introduced to him in, in volume one, like from the get-go, you get the idea that he's like happy-go-lucky, he doesn't have much yes. accountability, he's yeah. like, whatever, ah, bleh, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then now he's the, what is basically the the king of nowhere. <laughs> And basically, and yeah, yeah, that was they, that was interesting. That was a, yeah. yeah, so they've purchased a celestial head floating in space. That's insane. And so they're they're rejuvenating it from the aftermath of Thanos. Yeah. So I think that like you've we've really seen Peter Quill mature. Yes. In ways that are wholly unexpected, especially from Infinity War. Yeah. Because of you know that moment, I think the last time we see regular Peter Quill is right before he bashes Thanos' head in. Yeah. That's the last time we see him. From then on, it's just he's this guy. Heartbreak. The heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. The, my mom's dead, my dad's dead, my girlfriend's dead. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, of course, the Yondu thing, which is like, oh, it's so good. I know. Uh, and then Cosmo. We're introduced to Cosmo. Uh, ah, I, I gotta say, I didn't expect to see her in this special. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just didn't. I thought they were really going to introduce her. Did you watch the, the trailers show. for this? No. Oh, she was in the trailers. Oh, she was in the trailers. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What kind of question is that? Yeah, no, no. I like I I just saw the very first the very first one that we posted too. And so I had no idea that that she was in it, but um yeah, she is a gender-bent character, if you will. She and traditionally Cosmo is a is a bully, a good bully, but now he's a good girl. Sounds so cool. Oh, she's her voice is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's exciting because he really laid groundwork that that we've been lacking in the last three films that they've been in, which is kind of crazy to say. Yeah. Last three films that they have been in. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I don't know. It'll prepare us for the next. I know. Ah. Uh, with that said. With that said. Just a reminder, we're not experts. We don't claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. And if you hadn't caught the memo yet, spoiler alerts, ahoy! We will be discussing Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special in full very heavily. So don't say we didn't warn you. Um, And with that, today's character study is all about my favorite trash panda, (laughs) Angry Puppy, 
and Sweet Rabbit. I know. Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Rocket Raccoon. He's currently <laughs> sleeping curled up right now. My Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> I know. My Rocket Raccoon is asleep in his tower. He is wearing his orange Guardians of the Galaxy 1 outfit. Yes. Very comfortably. Yes. But that is my trash panda. Love him. Love him so much. And so the character itself from the comic books was created by Bill Mentlo and Keith Giffen. And so I wanted to take this moment to um, talk a little bit more about the creators. Um, we haven't really, like, aside Stan, aside Jack Kirby, we, we haven't really expanded on many of these creators we've discussed before. Yeah. Um, but, but these two I wanted to mention in particular because uh, while Keith and Bill are equally notable for their contributions in the comic book universe, I wanted to quickly touch on Bill's personal background. Um, so in addition to his being a well-known writer and co-creator of characters in the Marvel Universe, Bill also worked as, a, as an attorney in Public Defender when he was a, oh. yeah, a young guy. So it was kind of like the comic books were kind of like a sideline thing. For him, wow. You know? um, but his life uh, took a drastic change in 1992 when he was struck by a vehicle in a hit-and-run accident while he was rollerblading. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and so... Ever since then, he's been in institutional care. Um, wow. He's had, yeah, he's had a, a, a spell. So Marvel's been pretty generous in aiding him, especially with the success of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, oh, my God. And so Bill, who is now 71 years old, could use all the help he could get. So um, fellow comic creator Greg Pak uh, not only assists running Bill's social, he also has an active donation site for Bill's care. So if you're feeling extra generous this season or simply want to help a man who helped create today's truly character special character like please visit our show notes please like hey if you got five bucks just help this guy like yeah the fact that they never found the person who like hit Uh, him is like awful it's it's horrible truly awful and so if you love rocket just just see if if you see if you can uh pass mr mantlow a, a couple of bucks um to help him that would be fantastic. And so that, back to Rocket, um, this is another instance of cameo versus first appearance. Mm-hmm. So we've uh. had this with like Yelena and, and a couple of other characters, but Rocket more or less has two, two, two firsts. And so I've had one hell of a time trying to get his first appearance because I'm trying to collect them all like, mm-hmm. like, like they're stones. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to get each Guardian's first appearance, <laughs> and I have like half of them, but not all of them. And and Rocket is one of the ones I'm missing because, depending on which one, you know, it costs a pretty penny. <laughs> yeah, even for like a, a little bit of a lower grade. Yeah, yeah. especially considering he's he's Rocket. Right yeah, soon, you know. Um, so we'll start with the cameo, which was Marvel Preview number seven, cover dated June 1976, with the creative team of Bill Mantlo and Keith Giffen. Um, so Marvel preview is very much like journey, uh, into the mystery and, and also, uh, Marvel presents. So Loki was in the, the, uh, the aforementioned and then Peter Quill had the Marvel presents thing. Got it. So it's, it's a traditional oh, okay. like compilation of multiple stories in one book and, uh, much like the Peter Quill one, uh, this Rocket Raccoon Marvel preview cameo is in black and white. Oh my gosh. So it is 
it is epically detailed by by Mr. Giffen. And so <laughs> I have this screenshot for you. And here's the very first panel. <laughs> um, 1976 of Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he looks. Right? Yeah. It's pretty accurate. That right? is a raccoon. Right. 100%. It's, it's a literal raccoon yeah. wearing... Like armor yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. And I, I told Jeff off mic before we started recording, I was like, I gotta say, you know, there's there's a yeah. lot of, it's pretty spot on. I can't, yeah. There, I can't see where he would get like altered. You're right. Like it's not like M'Baku, right? Like, yeah. M'Baku's wearing a literal gorilla versus his amazing tribal uniform. You know, it's it's not one of those instance, instances where it's like a huge stark contrast, you know. Um, he's very much uh, very similar and very recognizable. Um and so when it goes to the the value of this of Marvel preview number seven, um, did you want to give? Did you want to guess? This is the cameo. Oh, how much? Uh, how much? How much this issue would be from the cameo? Yeah. What's the grade? Uh, for an eight point five. Oh my god, <laughs> this is so hard. These I are love so that hard. you're becoming like a mini mini expert on it though. Oh, like well, you're, you've got an idea now. Well, because it's just like. <laughs> when I think how like okay how big I I try to think of how big that character is now yeah because obviously before it's probably like what but then now like they have such notoriety mm-hmm. you know like obviously Captain America is gonna be Captain America Iron Man's yeah. Iron Man yeah Hulk is Hulk Thor is Thor now yeah. this is like okay it's Guardians which is like a collection of like ragtag you know characters mm-hmm. and then it's Rocket but Rocket is a humongous character a giant now. Yeah. Like household name. Like yeah. when you think of Rocket, you think of Groot. When you think of Groot, you think of Rocket. Uh-huh. Father, son. Yeah. 8.5 Rocket Raccoon. First appearance. Cameo. Cameo. First appearance, cameo. Yeah. Uh, like I don't want to lowball, but I also don't want to <laughs> go too high because, you know, it's still a Rocket Raccoon. Sure. 4750. 4750. Wow. Okay. That's- yeah. Super generous, but uh, not too far off. Not too far off. Uh, I will say this. So lay it on me. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why. Again, I don't have it yet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because it uh. is a, it, it is a quite pricey depending on where you get it. But for the cameo, the CGC 8.5 on short box is available for seven hundred dollars, which isn't uh, bad. Yeah, I gotta say, not horrible. On eBay, however, a CGC 7.5. Signed by Stan Lee. Okay. Goes for about 2500 Wow. Or you could get a CGC 9.0, which is incredible condition. Yeah. Signed by Chris Claremont, my snack buddy. Oh, nice. <laughs> who is at the helm of many an X-Men story. Yes. He's a huge X-Men creator. So signed by Chris Claremont, because he did a story in the book as well. Yeah. Uh, not Rocket Raccoon, but another story. And... Uh, so it's signed by Chris Claremont and Keith Giffen, who is the artist of the Rocket Raccoon story. Yeah. For twenty six hundred. Oh. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like you think about All like right. two two creators directly affiliated with the book is only a hundred dollars more than the father of Marvel, <laughs> which is like wow. Yeah. That puts a lot of context in in how much Stan Lee's autograph was worth. Um. Meanwhile, the lowest on Shortbox doesn't exist. There was only one copy on Shortbox. So if you have 700 bucks and you want this issue, go get it because it won't be available for very long. Um, while on eBay, you can get a CGC 4.5 for $340. 
see, now you see my dilemma. I'm yeah. Like, the 4.5 is, you know, it's missing. It's got a couple of corners that are ripped off. And Probably a couple of glue, glue pages. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a coffee stain on the cover. Maybe, like, nah. maybe. Yeah, for 340 which is like, eh, That's crazy, it's wow. And you can get a Lucy, Lucy Goosey, for a fine copy for about 21 bucks, which is fine. Yeah. But for a, unless you plan on grading it, I don't really see the point in getting a Lucy of Rocket Raccoon. I know. It's a Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> and then there is the full first appearance, which actually occurred in, of all books, Incredible Hulk, number 271, cover dated May 1982. Oh, my gosh. I was actually a baby when wow. this was released. Yeah. Um, he looks a little different. He, yeah. He kind of looks like a weasel. <laughs> yes. A weasel, no pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's little... hilarious. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, with the creative team of Bill Matlow, Sal Busima, and Bob Sharon. And so this is the one that goes for much more. So I got to say that the cameo comic on the cover it, uh, has, I believe, Satana, who is like, Basically, the devil's daughter. Yeah, oh, <laughs> which you could imagine, Satan, Satana. You know. Nice. Um, and so, with this one, obviously, it's not only the Hulk's twentieth anniversary issue; mm-hmm. it's also a cover with Rocket Raccoon on the cover. Um, and I do have to say that a ma- another major difference between these two issues is that in the original comic, he's only referred to as Rocky. Oh, just Rocky. Interesting. No raccoon. No rocket. Just Rocky. Wow. So, with the Hulk issue, you can see very clearly, is on the cover, Rocket Raccoon. Wow. So, that's more or less why they consider this the first appearance. Got it. So, with that comes great difference in price. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yes. Yes. So, it's all these little nuances that really make all the difference. And so do you want it? Did you see the numbers? Do you want to give a shot? I didn't know. Yeah. So for... So full first appearance, Incredible Hulk number 271, 1982. For a 9.0, how much do you think it is? So it's that. This. Oh, this wow. put a 9.0. That's 0.2% away from perfect. So it's like one person touched it and then that's it. 30K. Oh, close. Uh, Super close. Um, on short box, you can get the 9.0, 9.8 for $2,000. Ugh. And on eBay. That's crazy. You can get a CGC 9.8 for $4,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> so basically, you did I was the in the vein. I was in there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, it's a pretty penny. And then the lowest, a CGC 6.5 for $155 on uh, short boxed and a CGC 3.5. I considered it for a hot second, and I was like, $3.5? <laughs> you can get that for 125 bucks on eBay. Oh, that's definitely affordable. Yeah, it's not too bad at all. Um, and, of course, a loosey-goosey of the Incredible Hulk issue. A good copy starts starts around 60 bucks. Then it just kind of goes from there, yeah. depending on you know where you're buying it from. So, the question of all questions, is this your first exposure to the character? I yes the films yeah for sure hundred <laughs> percent were you what was your like 
what was your first reception? Were you like, what? There's I don't think. I mean, I think, the, I think the whole Guardians movie as a whole was my first exposure to all of those. All of those. Then characters. we talked about that. Yeah. When we talked about Star Lord. Star Lord. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just because it was a tree and a rocket. <laughs> I love that. It was a tree. It was <laughs> and a talking raccoon. Was, your choices were a tree or a talking raccoon. <laughs> that line is iconic. Like Karen Gillan as Nebula is iconic in general, but that line. <laughs> So Fantastic. yeah, it was, it's Rocket and Groot when you first see, it, and I'm like, I don't know what I don't know what my first impression was, but I, I probably was just like, yeah, this makes total sense. Like, really? Yeah, they like, just they just, just work goes. well. Yeah, it just goes. And he's like, Groot, no. <laughs> hey, Groot, what did I tell you? Yeah. I'm Groot. <laughs> and and he's like, no, you gotta. <laughs> yeah. You do the no perfectly. By the way. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's kind of wild, right? Like, you, I I don't know. I don't know what I thought when I first saw that. But I, I had to say, like, I have to say, like, one of my first immediate impressions being, again, as super duper tiny familiar as I was with that character at the time. Yeah. My, my, my initial thought was like, holy crap, he looks amazing. Yeah. He looks like he's real. That's, <laughs> yes, I, mean? I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I think that was like my my first mind blown experience when 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 seeing Rocket Raccoon, and then also like not him speaking was not jarring whatsoever. Like it just it seemed also like, natural. It fit like it fit like yeah. Bradley Cooper's voice for Rocket fits with how Rocket looks. Right. Yeah. And were there any films? I mean, I guess Doctor Doolittle, where animals were oh talking. talking. Sure. Yeah, I don't. I. And it, it was never very convincing. Well, because they actually use real animals and they just dub their mouths. That's also true. That is also true. <laughs> that is, <laughs> yeah. Rocket, no, you're drunk. That is also true. <laughs> yeah, he. I thought just thought he was so fantastic, and you know we, we're going to talk a little bit about the the FX later in the show. But, yeah. Um, you know, speaking further about Rocket, I he, again he's one of those characters that between his first cameo and first appearance you know like th those years alone it's about six years but believe it or not after his appearance in this hulk issue 271 and 272 mm -hmm. he just disappeared oh really he was like nowhere to be found for i don't know 30 years maybe 20 years or so oh my gosh it was a long time, a long time. so there's this again this uh, this is very similar to you know we discussed this in shang chi um and there's just this gap in the timeline where he wasn't particularly relevant he was supposed to be a one shot he was never supposed mm. to be a bigger character than he ended up okay. being and so i think more or less after the hulk 272 issue that was it for rocket raccoon he was supposed to go away go away into the vaults okay whatever nobody wants to hear from this talking raccoon ever again sure and so there's a there's a gigantic gap in the trading card system where i have nothing <laughs> of all the sets that I have, I have nothing except for the ones from the movies and then one from the animated series because he wasn't even in the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. the original teams. So it didn't, he didn't really reemerge until again just before the movie came out. So it was kind of like what epic setting, right? Like yeah. more or less, we do have James Gunn to think for that. To, if, if you love this character even a smidge, it's all thanks to James Gunn because he's the one that 
much like he's gonna do with the DC universe. Oh yeah, he's going into the vaults and picking all these weird. He knows, characters. man. He knows. <laughs> he knows what he's doing, right? And so um, I'm very thankful that he pulled Rocket from from you know the the archives because who knows what kind of lineup we would have had if if it was up to some other director and some other studio if it wasn't Marvel Studios themselves. Um, so yeah, I guess we can start in uh, jump into his actual origin. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is kind of wild. I could talk about Rocket Rocket Raccoon all day. <laughs> have any idea right um so in marvel preview number seven itself this black and white issue <laughs> there's this character named prince wayfinder of ithacon <laughs> and so depending on what source you look at some of them call him prince um what was it wayfinding <laughs> wayfinding <laughs> it's like he's not a navigational system wayfinder it's wayfinder <laughs> yeah and so there's this guy who is this other guy that you see in these panels he's basically a, a you know a star tracker uh, what would you oh tracker? my gosh he's a star tracker yeah um and he, and he travels to different planets and what the hair yeah i know <laughs> he travels to this distant planet um of haley 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 i'm probably butchering that but um otherwise known as witch world like witches as in sorcerers, witches wow. or not. And he encounters this galactic trash panda. And so this is where this is from. He just stumbles upon this planet. He's there for another purpose. And then he runs into a trash panda. Um, and of course, like I mentioned before, Rocket identifies himself simply as Rocky, which is kind of funny because in, in modern books, he does not like being called Rocky. I can see it. Doesn't like it. I feel his pain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? What? Is- well, sometimes I just hate when certain pronunciations of my name. I'm like, mm. I'm like, mm. yeah. Mm. Like what? Give me an example. I <laughs> <laughs> have I aired this out on my? No, I don't think so. There is. Uh... So obviously, I get called. Let's get what I do get called, okay. which is like Jeff. Yeah. Jeffrey, my full, which is my real uh, full name, Jeffrey. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know, my Name is spelled G E O F F R E Y. So yeah. I get Jeff, Jeffrey, and then if you Joffrey. and then if you know me, know me, yeah. like you know me. It's yeah. G off. People call me G off. Yeah, really? yeah. So people in high school like call me G off. So if, who if you is that on purpose? Um, or is that to be funny? I think it has. Quick side tangent, I guess. Um, <laughs> when I was on the basketball team in high school, there was already. On on the team, there is already another another Jeffrey on the team, and he was Got spelled it. with a J. Yeah. So it was Jeff, and then it was also me, Jeff, and then one of my my coaches. He was just like, "I hey, look, he's Jeff. You're with a G, so I'm calling you G off." So G off stuck all the way throughout high school. Interesting. So everyone, I'm, anyone I've known since high school, they they've called me G off, and that's how like I know you know me. <laughs> That's how you can tell the old schoolers from the new schoolers. Yeah, yeah. That's how Geoff, I know, like, because I'll respond to that better than, like, probably Jeff oh, or something. Really? Yeah, 100%. Um, huh. Are we not friends because I don't call you Geoffrey? What happened? Are we not friends because I don't know, call you No, Geoffrey? it's totally. I'm just saying, if you've known me since high school <laughs> and you call me that, that's yeah, how I know it's like funny. you're calling yeah, out yeah, to me specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hate being called by my last name. Really? Like mm. like Ramos and yeah. I'm like 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 it doesn't bother me, yeah. but it's also just like it's a very uh, sports it's thing. It's just isn't like it? yeah. 
and I hate being called, which is a new one, like a, like I think this maybe happened like maybe like a year ago. Yeah. Um, someone uh, would get called Geo. Geo. That was just weird. Rolling Did anybody off the call tongue. you Geo, dude? No, no, no. I don't think no. so. Yeah. You but, missed the Pokemon era. I know. <laughs> and then, but yeah, like, like oh, Geo, can you? Uh, I was just like, ah, uh, you're like that's not uh, my name. Like, literally anything else, <laughs> yeah. I would have yeah. been fine oh, with. But you know what? That's that's a fact because I did have a couple people who tried to use DD, and I was like, oh. "I was like, no, 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 no." Yeah, that's tough. And that's another reason why I'm like firm on the DAI because at least you can't be like, "That's DD." Like if you just go like Princess Di and they just see DI, they're gonna think DD. They're gonna play like DD, and I'm like, "No, no, it's not okay." Oh, uh, okay. Nope. nope see, nope. yeah, like yeah. it matters, I man. It. I get it. Yeah, it matters. So, oh. so he does not like to be called Rocket or Rocky. No, yeah, Rocky. I feel it. He says I feel it, it very plain. He's like, you can't call me Rocky. But, yeah, like, but yeah. he'll let some people do it. Okay. So it's very yes. much like yours. Yes. It's very much like yours. So like, for instance, I believe Gamora. He was like. I would let her too. Yeah. <laughs> I let her call me. She can call me anything and I'd be okay with it. <laughs> oh, that's right. She's on your list. She's on your list. Yeah. And so in this issue, Rocket identifies himself as Rocky and he he bears what's understood to be an English accent. Mm. So the way that they write it is is <laughs> it's very much <laughs> Rocky. I'm, I'm gonna have you read it. But you Rocky. gotta you gotta do a cockney because it's more cockney. Oh shoot. Yeah so read that panel for <laughs> I don't me. even know if I can do a cockney accent. Think of Tom so I have to read this in Tom, a no you gotta think of Christian Bale. Christian oh. Bale me. All right, mate. Well, you, you, you know, I gotta think of like, okay, mate. Rocket, but Cockney. How do I do that? I'm not an impressionist, man. <laughs> How do you get raspy and and like deep, like <laughs> wait? The inflections. Think so of the I have to. I have to Cockney. read this as as Rocket Cockney Raccoon. <laughs> yes. It, <laughs> Yes, in the bloody well. Can't, why would why? I can't even get a sentence out. You don't mind me swearing. Oh, okay, okay. It's, it's tough, right? Yeah. That old tree that used to obtain fish for me. And if you don't mind me saying, you don't look much of a replacement, old bean. There you go. That's that's what he was intended to sound like. Oh, really? Isn't that weird? Wow. Yeah. So he throughout the entire issue, he says things like, oh chap. Oh, like oh, like like bing. British slang, like British, Very super yeah, duper like eighteen hundreds chimney sweeper, <laughs> gonna knife you in the alley type. Yeah, of oh, okay, like Peaky Blinders type of yes, stuff. Okay, exactly. Right. <laughs> so yeah, imagine John Goodwin. Imagine two bit hasty slinging in the proverbial mud. Well, that was really good. I'm, I'll take I'm trying, it. I'm <laughs> But yeah, like it's it's very interesting. Imagine Killian Murphy playing. <laughs> right. Which is like, imagine all the different avenues that yeah. this could have changed. This could have been very different. That would be situation. so. I think he hates that thing. I know. He's, he's trying I'm keeping, to. I'm keeping this in, but guys, <laughs> Rocket. Dies Rocket. She put on. <laughs> she put on the Come Rocket suit. And he's like. He's just like I'm off. I'm out. He's got it he got his it neck. off. He got it off his his arms. His arms yeah. He's and now he's just like, now. take this thing off Aww. of me. I hate everything Bye -bye. about it. Come here, Rocky. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh god. So yeah, a, a very Cockney type of raccoon. And this was not only from the 1976 jump, but also as recent as I don't know, 
20 really 15 like wow legitimately before bradley cooper came to the table he was cockney he was still are we cockney. sure before because the movie came out in 2014 it could have it been a little bit after but i feel like it it was so interesting because like i think it was after too wow because it's like they i guess they just kind of resolved like okay well he's gonna be different it's gonna be more like a comic book whatever he's sure gonna keep his way we're not gonna bradley cooper it but now now it's more bradley cooper <laughs> it's real <laughs> That is the most realest laugh I have ever done in my entire so life. So good. <laughs> I love him. He's so good. Yeah. Um yeah, so so it's it's changed a bit over the years, but yeah, very much in the in the earliest uh iterations of the character and and also in in modern times he was very cockney. And so um after this 1976 appearance, he next appears in the Incredible Hulk issue uh of all the books with his friend and first mate do you want to guess what his friend's name is? <laughs> so think animals. Animals that talk. Okay. What is another ridiculous name for an animal that talks? Oh, my God. It's broad, I know, but it's pretty ridiculous. Babe? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Air Bud. <laughs> um, his first mate and his bestest friend in the whole galaxy at the time, before Groot came along, was a walrus named Wal. Russ. Stop. Stop. <laughs> yes. Stop. But um, he's Stop. literally a walrus. He's a walrus that talks and he's his name is Wall. Russ. Wall. This reminds me of that one episode <laughs> where what was it? I don't know whose name it was, but it was like a play on their name and uh, I guessed it correctly. Oh yeah. And you were like you were like what? Like Oh my gosh, who was that? <laughs> Holy smokes. Was it in was it in Star Wars? No, it was something ridiculous, and I can't believe you yeah. got that. Oh, <laughs> it was Ike, Ike, Icarus, or it, it was Icarus. Icarus. It was Icarus. And I was like, oh, Icarus. Icarus? Yes. <laughs> and you were yes. like, yes, yes, that's exactly right. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> Eternals, go back and listen to it. Um, yeah, it's exactly that. It's the same thing. Icarus and Walrus. <laughs> gotta love Marvel in the 70s. Oh, God, you gotta oh, love the puns, my. man. Yeah, and so... In the Hulk issue, it's that's where he's regarded again as Rocky, but then further introduced as Rocket Raccoon, Guardian of the Keystone Quadrant. So okay. that, that is a, part of his origin, right? Because yeah. again, you got to remember, this this rat, little raccoon, he did not meet the Guardians of the Galaxy until much later, later much, much later. And so he, he's going around, he's being his own, uh, you know, like bandit slash bounty hunter and uh he's with his misfit of friends and so he's known as rocket rocket raccoon guardian of the keystone quadrant yeah and so while the keystone quadrant star system itself appears in over 20 issues in in marvel history it's only mentioned in that first issue mm -hmm. so they they kind of feature it in backgrounds and like Meanwhile, in the Keystone Quadrant, but they never actually mention it in full or in expanding it at all, except for that Hulk issue. Um, so that's kind of the only, like, glimmer of it we get to know. Um, and so there's this thing called the Glacian Wall, which surrounds the Keystone Quadrant, and its largest planet was once settled upon and inhabited by alien humanoids named Shrinks who took care of the 
mentally unwell or okay. crazy of their planet, which they regarded as loonies. <laughs> nice. So shrinks and loonies. Okay. Yeah. If, in fact, James Gunn tackles any of this. In the backstory. It's going to be very interesting how they deal with it. Of course, with the political political correctness, correctness of, of stuff. It. Yeah. Loonies. Yeah. And so I don't know if they're going to do it. Maybe they might change the name or, you know, maybe they won't even tackle this at all. But that is more or less the, the planet, the inhabitants of the planet that uh, that rocket was actually found on. And so... True to their name, the Shrinks and the Loonies built facilities. Um, so the Loonies were in these facilities. The Shrinks took care of them, and they had robots, alien robots, mm-hmm. like assisting and all that. Um, and so, uh, after the 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 planet separated from the rest of the quadrant, another planet in that system went nova. Oh, and it radiated all the people and all the creatures that remained on that planet. And so (laughs) the robots, instead of like going defunct, they actually kind of turn sentient and and self-sufficient. So it's like the awakening of the, it's basically the Terminator. Oh. uh, (laughs) But they're not trying to kill humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so they they then, um, you know, while the robots kind of, uh, evolved the humans unfortunately deteriorate deteriorated so even the shrinks became loonies oh my gosh by the end of the day and so the robots then conjured up in their own intelligence like hey what if we engineer to evolve the animal inhabitants of the planet so they were oh so imagine if you will these two felines in the room they're essentially my emotional support uh, support animals, right? Yes. That's basically what the animals on this planet were were intended for. They weren't natural to to the planet itself. Yeah. But they were they were like I don't know if they were imported, whatever. <laughs> but they their their purpose in life on that planet was to be support animals for the loonies. And so the robots said, you know, they 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 were like, okay, well, if we upgrade all of these animals and if we operate on them, yeah, and make them half robot. We can make them sentient beings who can then take care of the shrinks and loonies that used to inhabit this planet. So oh, we don't have to. Interesting. Yes. And so they enabled them with speech, understanding, and other common humanoid traits. And so due to these inhabitants, the half industrial, half natural planet. So the robots started to build up, right? Yeah. It's kind of like every apocalyptic thing that you can imagine. It turned into a half technological, half nature planet. Mm-hmm. It then became known from that point as Half World, and so that is the official origin planet of of Rocket Raccoon. Interesting. Yes. I wonder. I wonder. I know. Well, I I think. Oh gosh, I'm trying to. I feel like they may have mentioned it, or there's something in passing. But definitely with the other material that they've talked about with yeah. Rocket Raccoon, they've mentioned Half World quite a bit. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's going to be the, the the beginnings and and the the meat of of Volume Three. But speaking of Volume Three, let's now talk about the MCU side, which hasn't been properly introduced yet. Rocket Raccoon, voiced by Bradley Cooper, woo, all <laughs> people, um, with motion capture by Sean Gunn. First seen in Guardians of the Galaxy 1, directed by James Gunn, 
with music by Taylor Bates. Tyler Bates. Sorry. Um, and of course, last scene in the Gardens of the Galaxy holiday special. So <laughs> I still have, I mean, I think this goes for many people. Like I remember when my, my dad, my dad used to love Guardians of the Galaxy too. And like, I remember the first time he saw it and I was like, dad, who do you think is the rock, the raccoon? And he like, listen, he's like, oh, I don't know. It sounds, it's a good voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dad, that's Bradley Cooper. He's like, no, what? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, because it doesn't sound anything. I mean, I, for like sure. Him. For sure. I think I said yeah. that the first time I watched it. Because yeah. you, you see the bill and you're like, oh, Bradley Cooper has rock. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then you're like, what? Yeah, exactly. And and we actually got a listener comment from from Instagram, Ariel Tima. Woo! Woohoo! Um, who said, who knew Bradley Cooper can make his voice like that? LOL. And I was like, yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of wild um, to think about. Like, he's very versatile. And and I love watching the behind the scenes of him in the booth. I yeah. think it's so fun. Because it's it's also, like, you know, some of the devices map his face. Right? Yeah. So the, the mannerisms that they've recorded and then... I don't know. I don't know what the terminology is. Like exported into rock. rock yes, like, like transferred onto yeah. it. it like, it's like kind of like what they did with you know Josh Brolin and Thanos. Yes. Like a lot yeah. of, especially those characters. A lot of them are. Um, you see their performance on the character. Like mm-hmm. you see Josh Brolin's performance on Thanos. Exactly. You see Bradley Cooper's performance yeah. on Rocket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, it's crazy. It's just so fun. Maybe we can post one of the clips. But yeah, I just love seeing it because it it's like another depth of him as an actor, right? Like, cause he's obviously multi-talented. I'm not like, I, did I ever tell you that the hangover is like one of my favorite movies? Is that like your favorite, one of your one favorite of trilogies? Favorite movies. Yes. Yeah. I love it. And I, and it has nothing to do with the fact that it has Bradley Cooper in it. I just think he's fantastic in that film. Yeah. But I forget that he's rocket. I yeah. always forget. Yeah. We rocket. all, we all have those movies where it's rocket. like, that's our favorite movie. Hangover. Mean, mean <laughs> girls is mine. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Do you wear pink on Wednesdays? Oh, dude, I should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ro- yeah. Bradley, the same guy that is Rocket is the same guy that says, "Tell me something, girl." Exactly. Oh, you and I was like, "Whoa!" What? Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, like, I think for my dad, it was really it was extra mind blowing because, like, at the time he was he loved um what do you call it uh the movie with Gaga. Oh yeah, uh, Stars Born. Stars Born. He was like, he gave me a copy. He's like, oh, you should watch this movie. It's very good. <laughs> and so, like, he was hot off of that. And then yeah. He's like, Wait, what? He's also the raccoon. Like, yeah, crazy the raccoon. Um. So yeah. So so his introduction into the films is just immediately iconic. I feel. And um, so like that key moment with Groot first in that plaza. When they all kind of come together. When they all meet, kind yeah, of. Yeah, like unexpectedly. And he's like looking on his little tablet. <laughs> he's like making fun of the baby. Like what? It's not cool. To, it's not cool to need help. Yeah, or making fun of Stanley. Yeah. Like what are you doing, yeah. old man? <laughs> Where's your wife? <laughs> oh, gazer. Um, yeah, and then uh, telling Groot to not drink the water because it's disgusting. Yes. I just feel like. I have these, like, I just want to ruffle his face because he's so cute, but also he's, like, hilariously entertaining. Yes. At the same time. Um, and then, uh, of course, after that, they get imprisoned uh, by the Nova Corps. And so 
the infamous scream comes on. And and much like the Groot episode, you know, where I quizzed you on what his counts of. (laughs) I'm not going to do that this time, but I am going to read what little bits were on his screen for those of of you who who don't pay attention to these maniacal details. Is Grand Larceny on there? Uh, (laughs) No, not Larceny. Dang. No, no, no. But it does say, subject 89P13. I was going to ask you if you remembered what number he was. <laughs> but I was like, ah, that might be too easy. Um, so, easy? <laughs> yeah, I thought you would know that. Uh, 89, 89P13 is his uh, designation number. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to that a little more later. Um, and his associates are Groot and Lila. Lila. Sorry, yes. Lila. Yes, I remember that. I always forget. Uh, criminal record, 13 counts of theft, 22 counts of escape from incarceration, 7 counts of mercenary activity, and 15 counts of arson. <laughs> arson. Wow. <laughs> He's, he set stuff on fire. Uh, that's a man after my own heart. And then warning, tendency to bite. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's fantastic. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, you know, let's, I guess, go down a few key moments uh, in, his, in his film history. Uh, after the prison, or after the jail, they go to the prison and the kiln, and then he's like essentially bonding with the guardians unexpectedly, right? Like they're they're trying to get out of the situation yes. altogether. He's like, no big deal. I've broken out of this prison like four times. All right, first we're gonna need uh, we're gonna need that battery, <laughs> yeah. but I can't do that <laughs> if you do that. Uh, yeah. And last, I need that guy's arm. Yeah, exactly. What? I love that the body parts have been a running gag. I know. Because that obviously leads us to what we're going to talk about last on this list. But it's just so funny and that they've carried it over. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, throughout the, the, the first Guardians film itself, I just feel like he is... Like, I never feel like he's mean. Mean? Mean. Like, he's, he can say harsh things, but yes. I don't think he's mean. Because I always feel bad for him. I agree. Like, when they call him names and he's like, and then he breaks in the middle of the bar, right? Yeah. And he kind of, like, the, when cracks. He was, when he was drunk. Yeah. And he was like, no, you guys, you I didn't ask to be it. this. Yeah. <laughs> he called me a raccoon. Yeah. Exactly. Oh? Yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't even know what a raccoon right? is. He doesn't know what a raccoon is. So it's kind of interesting. I'm... I'm it's it's those kinds of factoids that I'm I'm hoping that James really iterate. Re- yeah. Ugh, what am I saying? Really expands on because I am curious why he's so offense he's so offended by being called an animal. I know. Yeah. Right. Like, like does he know that? what he is? Exactly. And so Crazy. he doesn't. I don't know. And so you know, with the with the idea of that they were emotional support animals is kind of like, yeah, maybe he has no. I idea. I wonder if they do go that that route. I right. Mean, we'll exactly. see. Exactly. And then, of course, you know, at the end of the film where <laughs> he and, and Drax are more or less paying homage to the creation of Adam painting uh, during the Battle of Ronin with his tiny, tiny hand <laughs> reaching out for Drax's gigantic finger. finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he just played such a pivotal role, I think, in, in that film, right? Like he really solidified. I, think they, I, think, I feel like they all did. They really do. All, huh? they're, all not, of them. they're like equally important. Yeah, in and Groot way. was kind of like the glue for all of them together. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, and, I agree. But they all contributed something amazing. Now, do you think Groot was especially 
integral to Rocket being a part of that? Like, do you think that Rocket would even bend for the rest of them without Groot being there? I think it would have taken longer. But I think Rocket eventually would have learned that the concept of what yeah. it, but because of Groot and being like, yeah, why not, dude? Like, mm. look at this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and like, and he's just like, ah, oh, like, yeah. like, oh, like, like, like Groot's yeah. accepting of, yeah. you know, these guys. Yeah. I got it too. Well, it's like the scene with Drax, right? After, after Ronan kicks Drax's butt. Basically. Yeah. He's like, you're making me kick. Because Groot and his scandalous (gasps) (laughs) his scandalous gasp. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting how much of a how much they they play off of and balance each other. Yeah. And so of course that leads us into the second film, which he starts to then isolate himself um a bit uh, quite a bit because of, of various things really. And so you see a little sadder side of Bo- of Rocket, yes, where he's less involved and less quippy and more like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, you know, like, uh, you I'm know, only lose, I can only afford to lose one friend a day. Yeah, and, uh, you're like, but but he he understands empathy. Mm-hmm. He understands the importance of all of them together. But yeah. because of he doesn't know who he is, I guess. Yeah, right. He's like, uh, like you start to think about it yeah. retrospectively, and it's like, especially with the trash oh, pan, the comment, the raccoon. Com- yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, is, is that bad? Is that bad? Oh, it's so much. It's worse. So much worse. Worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's kind of like you know, like all this. He's kind of coming into his his purpose and like. Yeah, he can't. He he only has so much. He says in the first movie, he's like, ah, what the heck? I only got so many years to live. Oh, I mean, and he's also a father, basically, in the movie. It's a baby Groot, you know, like, he's just like, like, ah, like, Groot, no. (laughs) Yeah. What do you do? He press this button. (laughs) This button blows up everything. This button sets it. I'm Groot. <laughs> no! Yeah. That's the button that's going to destroy everybody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so it's like he's taken on this new responsibility. Yeah. And, and he, very much like Peter Quill, you know, kind of matures in his own way. Um, and yeah, and of course, like the, 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 the interesting journey that he has going through with Yondu in particular in the, in the second film. Yeah. And then. <sighs> yes, that's right. Yes. He has. He goes through that whole thing about just like being so, so nonchalant and, and Yondu of all people being like calling him out. Like, I see right through you. I know who you are. Boy. I see you right through you, boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Rooker. Um, and, and yeah. And then subsequently losing Yondu and like that whole thing. Yeah. just like, ugh. So he sad. might be your father, boy, <laughs> but he ain't your daddy. He ain't your daddy. <laughs> Which is a very, like, a very like, like commendable, <laughs> like factual. It like, is a hundred percent right. <laughs> like, there's a di- there's a difference. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference. And then you know, for me, it was very interesting because, like, first of all, man is spitting facts. Yeah. Like, dang, that you know it how re- many people resonated with that? Like, it dang. Re- it reminds me of this meme I saw on Twitter. <laughs> I think a picture of like uh-huh. a stepdad, and he is like a shirt that says, "Oh no, I'm not the stepdad. I'm just the dad that stepped up." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's I exactly was it. Like, damn, <laughs> that's this the spitting right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you, like, you add that on the fact that it's Michael Rooker. Of all actors, right? Like yeah. Michael Rooker has a very niche like vibe about him, and he has a way of delivering lines that is that is very impactful, but also like 
meant to like rattle you in a in an almost humorous way. Yeah. And then on top of all of that, he's also blue and he's got a maroon mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But still, that line crippled me. It I yeah. just that was one of those earlier in in that phase films that like the minute that line dropped, I just sobbing this. Yeah. James like, Gunn oh, is an incredible God. writer. I think people need really? to realize that. Yeah. Like like we said at he the really top is. of the show, like yeah. the holiday special almost made me cry. <laughs> like it was like yeah. that good. Exactly. Exactly. And so um, you know, it, it, Rocket's growth from that film and then and then kind of like uh the fact I remember when Guardians Two came out and and James was very vocal about like people were were often commenting on like he ended the film with the CGI raccoon crying <laughs> and but how impactful that was right yeah like again it, it it takes you back to the idea that like oh yeah this thing is a hundred percent CGI he's a hundred percent CGI but yet James Gunn and also this the the FX team and and also Bradley Cooper's performance as well as Sean Gunn's has this really magnificent way of conveying emotion yeah. that even that little, like, in any other instance, it would have been like, ah, oh, that's dumb. <laughs> that's corny. No, but I was man. like, oh, no, you're a no, you care. Him. You yeah, care. you care about him. Yeah. And then, of course, that leads us to his I Am Groot cameo, which is, like, adorable because he's, like, really leaning into the dad life. Oh, 100%. <laughs> what I loved, because I yeah. didn't expect to see him at all. Like I, I really thought it was just going to be all Groot, all Groot, all the time, and so to see him in an episode in the quote unquote what is the the final episode of the first half or first season, I'm not sure which they're doing anymore. Um, and he you know like pulls out his glasses and he puts them. Like, on. Oh, let, let, let me see. What do you got here? <laughs> oh, oh, it's a drawing of us. Okay. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I I just thought that was really adorable. I hope that doesn't mean he's aging. <laughs> i need him to be alive forever in the mcu he's one of those token few that i'm just like no 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 ending for rocket he needs to be around for a while um but i love that and and of course we have to remember i am groot occurs immediately after if not during volume two yes because he's a baby yeah baby groot so potentially like well not potentially but like dropping it into the the grand scheme of the timeline it takes place after the after the movie ends, but before the end credits of Volume Two. Yes, he's also he's already adolescent Groot. Yeah, by that time, so it's it's kind of wild to think. Okay, so this is you know from there, that's when they meet Thor. Yes, <laughs> of all characters, and then uh, the the whole Infinity War and Endgame uh, scenario. And and that version of Rocket, yeah, that we we come to know, um, and then losing Groot again. again. Oh my god! Like as if that scene wasn't already difficult enough. Oh, and then like, like, <laughs> and then Gunn was like, oh, like, oh, what did Groot say when he got when he got snapped? <laughs> and then he was like, oh, he said, Dad. And you're like, what? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I think sir? we said that in the Greed episode. Yeah. We're like, what? How dare you? <laughs> and like, he broke the internet. Yeah. <laughs> he broke the internet when that happened. Yeah, I love that he's so active on yeah. Twitter, man. Oh, I know. He, he, yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, so, so to lose Groot again, and then the, the journey that he did have with Thor, right? Like, he kind of like unexpectedly becomes like, kind of like 
besties with Thor and the oh, we're talking about oh yeah from uh, Infinity War and Endgame, Endgame, right? and yeah, then and he like snaps him. Oh, out like of him, his... him and Bruce try to yeah. go get you. Like, come on, Thor! Like, da da. Like, ugh. exactly because I feel like he had a similar situation, right? He was he was kind of the same, yeah, in Volume Two, and so <laughs> for him to like full on slap Thor <laughs> twice. I don't know if I can do this. Get it together. Get it. it, Slap. Get it together. (laughs) That is one of the funniest scenes. Yeah, so good. (laughs) In the world. Um, yeah, and I love his suit. That's my favorite. Yeah, that one. Uh, I think that was like what what from what comic was that from? Do you know? That's it's very canon. Yeah, he wears that early on in his uh in his Yeah. I thought it looked cool. He had the goggles and everything. It would look like a a coat. The little coat. The little navy coat. Navy coat, yes. Yeah, that's that's from earlier Guardian. It's like yeah, early Guardians. It looks so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And of course, the added, you know, supposed canon that the scarf is Quill's. Yes, Quill I forgot about at, that. Yeah, yes. Quill was snapped at that time. But anyway. Um, and then, of course, that leads us to them defeating Thanos. I don't remember. Did they show them? The, uh, well, Rocket and Groot much during uh, the, the actual la- I think battle. the last time you see Rocket and Groot in that ending final fight in yeah. the game before Thanos gets snapped is yeah. um, before Captain Marvel comes in where Rocket goes to shield Groot from the barrage of the, sh- from the That's ship. That's right, yeah. And you just hear Rocket saying, ah! Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And then, That's and it, then Carol huh? comes flying in and you hear, it comes to Rocket saying, oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Dang, see? <laughs> There's that, there's that memory I adore so much. Just, yeah. I told you we just played on TV the other day. <laughs> oh, right. And me and my roommate were like, oh, yeah, we're watching this. And it got to like the Love end. It. And we're just like, he's yeah. like, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so good. He's like, and then the next time you see him after that is at the ship. Yeah. And then he's like, you guys should fight it out. Oh, no, that was Drax that said oh, that. He's Drax, like, I got a couple yeah. knives. You guys want to <laughs> duke it out? Oh, yes. Use the knives. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, and then, or then Thor was telling Valkyrie, like, yeah. I don't know where, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I do have a ride. And then Rocket's like, move it or lose it, hairbag. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how he kind of like, he, re- he quickly accepts Thor. Into yeah. the fold very quickly from like yes because he related because he related to him in Infinity yeah. War when they went to yeah Ned Nedavalier yes so yeah that yeah. whole that whole journey that whole journey where with the eyeball talking about Thor like I lost everything yeah and you're like oh shoot damn yeah. he did <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but yeah and you remember you remember that James Gunn verified where the the eyeball had been kept right. Oh, oh! In his like <laughs> in his pocket, pa- in his pocket, in his yeah. Pocket, everybody was like, uh, uh, "That's not sanitary." <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, Rocket Raccoon has the best line. Yes. Um. So yeah. So fast forward to to parting ways with Thor in in Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes. So that's the last time we saw them together. And gosh, I don't even recall like what the dynamic was. It wasn't too. It was- yeah, it wasn't anything super up. You know, it was mostly like with Quill sending off to to Thor, to and, Thor then the, yeah. and the Guardians kind of like, all right, like yeah, you found yourself. We're gonna go do our thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they 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 went off to do their own thing, and that leads us to the current where they are rebuilding nowhere. And again, like Rocket, yes. Rocket seems notably not present during the holiday special. He's in it, obviously, but he's not in it as much as I almost expected him to be but of course 
it wasn't his story necessarily. It was more about Mantis and Peter Quill and Drax, of course. Um, and then, <laughs> last but not least, spoiler the, alert. The ending. Yeah. I, my jaw dropped. <laughs> uh, Nebula's gift to Rocket for Christmas <laughs> was Bucky's arm. Bucky's Wakandan I can't, I can't believe they like paid off his one line that he said in Infinity War. Incredible. Yeah. And again, again, the joke, the ongoing joke that James Gunn so cleverly planted in 2014. It is eight years now that this joke has been going on. First, you started with the arm, wait, the leg. It was a leg. Did the eye, eye. And then he did. Oh, I'm going to get that eye. Well, arm. he got, he gave Thor an eye. And then yeah. he, I'm going to get that arm. He's like, how much for the gun? <laughs> Not for <laughs> sale. How much for the arm? Oh, I'm gonna get that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the pauses everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then to finally actually yeah. get the arm. I wonder, <laughs> I think I think James Gunn said something Did about he say it. Anything? He said something about it. I don't know what he's I forgot what he said. Oh, I can shucks. look it up right now. Yeah, I wanna know. Um I'm dying to know. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pause. Yeah, so yeah, Gunn tweeted about it. So the first one that you <laughs> that I found was I think someone asked, like, how did how did Nebula get Bucky's arm? And you have to tweet up. It's he said. Oh my gosh. She took a trip to Earth and tore it off his body because she was feeling so Christmassy. <laughs> it's as simple it's as simple as that. Like, oh yeah. Oh my like. god. <laughs> James, how dare you? Okay, so <laughs> paint that picture in your brain, right? Like, Nebula's like, I need your arm. And then there is a there is a then there is a response to that is said <laughs> I said like like no like Bucky defeats Nebula there's no way she stole his arm makes yeah. no sense yeah like this whole phase four this is pure force inclusion of BS whatever yeah James responds to that he oh says my God what did he say I'm not sure how a cyborg with advanced alien technology tearing off a human's arm because of an overabundance of Christmas spirit is forced inclusion. Yeah. But now it's canon. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, love him. Uh, so so that's, that's so interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, because, of course, Nebula is obviously very strong as well because she's she's more or less, you know, uh, she's a lufamoid, which is human robotic type of humanoid. Right. And so I feel like she either the whole entire that tweet, she did that or alternatively. She was like, I need your arm. And he was like, why? And then she's like, I need it for Rocket. And he was like, Ugh. and then he like gave it up. And then he was, and then she was like, but I'll give you a new one. I think, look, I think, <laughs> I think the part that trips me out the most is like, cause I was looking at the arm closely as soon as I saw it. And yeah. I was just like, it's, it's, it's black. Like it's black and gold. It's yes. the vibranium arm. It's the vibranium arm. arm. The, the Vakandan yes. arm. And I'm like, if it was like his old one, his old Winter Soldier sure. one with the red star, I'd be yeah. like, you know what? Sure, that yeah. makes sense because yeah. he doesn't use it anymore. But as a whole hundred percent his current arm. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my And God. as we know from the series, <laughs> yeah. it can be it can easily be removed. like removed <laughs> because of the Dora Milaje know oh how to do it. God. So I don't know if they're ever going to touch on that. I don't know. But he is coming back in Thunderbolts. Exactly. So something has to at least get said. Whether it's a line or two uh -huh. of exposition, yeah. I'll take it. Yes. But it's just so I think he's going to show up with an upgrade. And he's going to be like, 
he's gonna have a new arm that's yes. reminiscent of yes. the old one without the star. Someone's gonna someone's gonna call it out, and be like, What happened to your Wakanda and, and he's and be just like, gonna be like, I don't want to oh, talk yeah, about no, it. You don't want to talk about it. Yep. That's that's what I think is gonna it's happen. It's like it's like the that's same it's like the same thing with um <laughs> like when they replaced um Terrence Terrence Howard with yes. uh um, Don With Cheadle. Don Cheadle, yeah. He walks in an Iron Man 2 in the courtroom. He's like, oh, I haven't seen you. And Tony's like, I haven't seen you in a while. He's like, it's done. I'm here. Let's do this. And yeah. you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. They're not even going to address yeah. the... Not even going to address... Yeah. Yep, nope. So, yeah. and it might be like it might yeah. be like that. I think or it might be like the whole like... Yeah. <laughs> the, it could like, be. The, like, like the Nick Fury thing. <laughs> like, last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. Exactly. And it was a cat. A flurkin. It was a freaking flurkin. <laughs> so maybe it might be that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I could see it. I could see it very clearly. Yeah. yeah. But I think I think this is their way of like Papa's getting an upgrade. And another then, one. Yeah. Another one. So how do you upgrade from a, a vibranium that's, arm? That's ultimately the statement. Is like how do you upgrade from a Wakandan vibranium arm? I guess we'll see. But we'll we see. Will, we will see one way or another. Um. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, I can't wait to to find out. Though. Yeah. Um, like what 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 such what such like a inside like uh, just joke so good. but it's like the most extreme one because now like, it cascades <laughs> into these many different exactly. like scenarios and questions of like yeah uh first of all and when what, do they go back to earth and what is he gonna do with it yeah second of all <laughs> nebula and bucky f- had a fight or did he just willingly give it you know yeah, exactly. like and then and then third yes yeah. What's Rocket going to do with it? And who's he going to give it to? Because yeah. if he gave an eyeball, I know it, was, it wasn't Vork or yeah. that, but like he gave there's an not, eyeball I mean, there's not, I mean, there's a lot of uses for an eyeball. There's not a lot <laughs> exactly. of uses for a vibranium arm. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine if Nebula started walking around with that arm? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, we got to love them. Um. So, very quickly, fun fact. Yes. Did you, Jeffrey, know, or Geoffrey, Geoffrey, <laughs> Geoffrey, See? Geoffrey. That's Geo, fine. Not Geo. Rocket is named after Rocky Raccoon, a song by the legendary boy band, The Beatles. Wow. Which was released in 1968. So this the song Rocky Raccoon predates Rocket Raccoon. First appearance. By six years. Huh. Six? Can I count? Eight. Nineteen six. Yeah. Um, and so the introduction in this in the Hulk issue, for instance, uh the, the text on on the page itself, it's a play on the lyrics from the song. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> I wrote it down here. Uh the original the original lyrics by the Beatles go, now somewhere in the black mountain hills of Dakota, there lived a young boy named Rocky Raccoon. And then in the Hulk issue, it says, now somewhere in the black holes of Sirius Major, there lived a young boy named Rocket Raccoon. Wow. Yeah. Look at the Beatles influencing culture. Right? <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Legends. Legends. So now I'm like, would J- would James Gunn fork out the money oh, for that song to use that to use song it in Volume Three? I'm sure he's very aware of that reference. Like, how can he not? He's James of Gunn, of course, right? Um, I don't know what clearances look like for Beatles songs. Yeah, I mean, right? they made a whole movie of Beatles songs. Yeah, this uh last year already, this year or this oh, last yeah, year, yeah, yeah, That's with right. the whole yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that. That would, would be, wild, be right? insane. Yeah. So I'm curious. I'm curious to know. know. It's going to pop up. So we'll see. Ah, 
And so we've already touched a little bit on this, but uh, as far as aesthetic goes, um, there are a few token characteristics when it comes to Rocket. You know, it comes with the vest. It comes with the vest, the scarves, yeah. goggles, and of course, big guns. Big guns are hundred percent part of his aesthetic. Um, but you know, Rocket's cybernetic components are also a huge factor, um, and so they're more or less implants that he sustained from the experimentation done by the robots on Half World, and so we don't see too much of this yet. We saw it. In volume one, during the prison scene when they're they're dressing up into the yes. yellow uniforms, um, and you see that very brief glimpse into what his back looks like and how his his fur is like either just so, no longer growing back. See, like or, by, he looks super bionic in the back. Very bionic, yeah. yeah. And so this is a lot of the reason why also Rocket can move the way he does because obviously like raccoons can stand up. Yes. But you know, that's they hunch right back down. Yes, a lot of them are chunky, so they also have. To that's also true. Yes, <laughs> absolute units. But <laughs> but yeah, like Rocket moves more like a human than he does a raccoon at times, and it's all because of the cybernetics that are lacing his body. Yeah, and so even in the jail, the the lineup scene when you see his grid on Rocket, they do show like a very faint full body physiology map mm-hmm. and it has different areas colored differently. Yeah. And so it's very indicative of like which parts of him are metal under oh, fur. Oh, yeah. So they from what I understand, they've they the robots like secured his like limbs. Yes. So he can he doesn't like oh man get tired as easily sure, I guess. Yeah. And of course the back and then he's got something he's got something on his shoulders and then like something in his abdominal area. Damn, that's crazy. But they're all different colors. Yeah. So it's like, huh? What kind of enforcements? And <laughs> did they put in this yeah, poor like what else? Did, like, like what else did they experiment? What did you they on? do? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, speaking of the MCU version, I wanted to do a little shout out to the life model. His name was Oreo the raccoon. Oh yes, yeah. that's right. He passed away a few years ago, but oh. he. He did join James Gunn on the red carpet for volume one. Oh, man. <laughs> which was pretty iconic. I was like, is that a real raccoon? And he's like, yeah. That was the stand-in. That was the stand-in, <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, they they also used life models rendered from the Disney animation archives. So, wow. yeah, they, they a lot of work goes into this little guy, which is kind of crazy because, again... Yeah. Like, as we've learned from like She-Hulk, for instance, the CGI is it not takes cheap. A, it takes a lot, man. And it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot. Yeah. So so another shout out to the VFX teams, um, Frame Store. Frame Store. Yeah. Um, that are that are much ado to think to volume one, two, and, and the rest of the films, as well as Method Studios that handled a lot in volume two, as well as the Avengers films. Um, so yeah, so when it comes to MCU Rocket, oh sheesh. His outfits are very similar in the comic books. Like again, like there there are just some nuances that are a little different. Yeah. Like the the detailing of the orange suit, he does have an orange suit in the comics. He does have a blue suit in the comics. He also has the the blue suit with the red on in the comics. So so everything is pretty much one for one. Yeah. Again, it just depends on who's drawing him and and uh, you know, what era, but they're they're pretty pretty similar. Almost identical, I would say. And then I wanted to, um, I'll post this on social, but I wanted to 
I wanted to see if you you've seen have you seen the VFX breakdowns? Of oh Rocket? yeah, I love those. <laughs> so I love I those. Up, I pulled up this crazy one where they showed like everybody. Oh was yeah, because like, they got to do because like. Yeah. So this this with the limited knowledge I know about VFX, yeah. and because I watch also another great VFX channel, Corridor Digital. So creating like a full CGI character is incredibly difficult. And what we're looking at, what Dai is showing me right now, yeah. like when you're creating a character, like what you guys see on screen is like obviously just a raccoon, right? Like boom, the features, the fur, whatever. But VFX artists have to literally build something from scratch, like yeah. internally. So it starts with bone structure. Mm -hmm. Then they move on to the muscles. Mm -hmm. How do those muscles move yeah. in a in a certain space? Yeah. And like what flexibility does this character have? Mm -hmm. So all of that. And then they build the how the look of Rocket looks on top of that. Right. And they have to and they have to figure out how this character moves. How flexible are they? And then obviously yeah. he's a raccoon. Yeah. So he ha he he has to move a raccoon like sometimes on all fours. Yeah. Um and then then the video that Dai's showing me that she'll um put I'll on the post, socials, yeah. um it takes a lot. It's and it's so a lot of rendering. Of, it's a lot of time, a lot yeah. of animating, keyframing. Yeah. Um, it's a very long process. And that's also why a lot of these movies take a long time. Mm -hmm. And why you should not rush VFX on films and and TV shows. Venom versus Carnage. <laughs> just, yeah. It's just like, oh, from, a, from a person who works in post-production, yeah. yeah. never rush anything in post-production. Because one, yeah. we're going to hate you. Mm -hmm. And we're going to strike against <laughs> you. And two, yeah. your movie or show is going to come it's out looking suffer. bad yeah. and it's going to take the audience out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's incredible. It's so Frame Store is one of the elite uh, VFX yeah. studios. Method also. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's got to be a huge <laughs> chunk of their their film um, budget just for this little guy, you know, which yeah. is so insane to yeah. think about. But yeah, like like you mentioned, I mean... It, and and you know to bring both of our our topics of uh of you know conversation to light um like even in these renderings like you can see right here in his clavicle he's got implants so i think oh yeah yeah i think that that it's is it's very intentional yeah it's very intentional it's very you know like you're, it's supposed to be there i think those are his um translators because so, he can he can understand yeah. any language. That's right. Right. Because so so, I remember. <laughs> God, I know too much about James Gunn's process with this, but not everything. But he did mention, you know, somebody asked him back in the day, like how how is it that when the Guardians come together, they all automatically understand each other? Like, do they all speak English? Do they all speak one common language? And so, because they do, they clearly, um, well, maybe not so clearly, but. It's addressed with Quill, for instance. He's obviously from Earth. He's, I, he's I, from Missouri. I, I remember. I think Gunn confirmed that <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. They, so he has the he his earpiece. Yeah, is the translator for Quill. Yeah, and so everybody else more or less has one implanted in their yes. in their cranium somewhere. Yes. And in the first movie, I remember when Quill couldn't understand Groot. Yeah, but then because he was just like. Because cause his translator never learned Groot. Yeah, he never was like, oh, Groot. I didn't know that yeah. was a language. Yeah, but then exactly. now, yeah. Quill understands Groot perfectly. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it's it's kind of wild. Um, but yeah, you know, the 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 suits, again, Rocket's very mm. aesthetically similar um, to his comic book counterpart. So I just love what they've done with the character. And I love how great he looks and everything that, that he's in. And 
And so we'll see how much further they push the technology in Volume 3. And also, for the first time ever, we'll see Baby Rocket. So I, I mean, you saw it. I saw it. I saw the leak. Oh my god! And like from what I saw in that tr- in that teaser or whatever, I was like, "Bro, oh no!" Yeah. I was like, "Oh, oh no!" Yeah, because like I mentioned, I think I mentioned this in our Star Lord or Groot episode. Yeah, they they whoever leaked it didn't get the whole clip. So like I think five seconds or so, maybe a little more, is missing from the, the end of that. Yeah. And so what they showed at Comic Con, they do show baby rocket like twice oh really he's in it twice oh wow and so i just remember shrink <laughs> i mean because it's so dude cute. adorable i was like no yeah. <laughs> how are you gonna experiment on that little guy it's exactly they he's really oh, gonna my pull God. up the heartstrings with this one so yes I'm just like oh I, I, I get ready to be broken y'all because it's gonna happen yeah um and so on the on the, the the tale of that, no pun intended. Um, let's <laughs> talk about powers and paraphernalia. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's very simple. What you see is what you get with Rocket. He's got raccoon physiology, the senses, as well as enhanced intelligence, strength, durability, agility, and reflexes. And Rocket himself is also an expert marksman, skilled combatant, accomplished tactician, and strategist, pilot, and demolitions expert henceforth the arson <laughs> um and so in the comics you know it, it, that those aforementioned attributes are very consistent between both mcu and, and comic books yeah but he does have one thing that has not been at least mentioned by name but he's got one thing in the comics uh which is a ship that is called the rock and ruin <laughs> wow but it's spelled different it's yeah. r-a-k-k and then mm, ruin. So nice. um, that's his that's his ship in most of his early adventures. Um, I don't know, like in Infinity War, those little pod things that he and Thor took. I yes. don't know what those are called, but I wonder. I think they were just were... kind of like escape pods, no? Yeah, I think they just said pod, right? Yeah, yeah, it was one of escape pods like, for the ship. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, oh well, if they named anything Rock and Ruin, then I feel like that's a Rock and Ruin. That's a that's a ref. That's a was, reference, right? He was just Rock and Thor. Yes, around. that is true. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All the rocket noises, um, and then of course blasters, pistols, guns galore. Rocket boots. He has jet boots in the comic books. Oh, so that's yeah. A, that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. So the boot, the the jet boots are actually, I think, one of the outstanding contrasts because, as we see in Volume Two, he's got the jet packs. So they've all got the jet packs officially. Yes. Um. But in the comics, Rocket Raccoon does wear little booties, and so he's got little like they're almost like slippers. They're almost like floppy floppies. <laughs> yes. But they're jet boots. Yeah. It's interesting. And so, uh, uh, you know, it goes without saying, much of the equipment Rocket even uses, he's cobbled together or pilfered from other people. And so, same as is in the comics as it is in the MCU, does the same thing. He does it in volume two where he's putting together the, 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 the what we're going to talk about in a minute, the Hadron uh, Enforcer. Yeah. So he takes parts in these little scrap monkey. Which is not unlike our own Riri Williams in Wakanda Forever. Oh, too. yeah. You know, like uh, Shuri even says it, you know, like she's like, oh, it's in- impressive. You know, they took what looked like junk parts and also new parts. Yes. And made something new. So there's something that Rocket and Riri have in common, I guess. Uh, we'll see, man. I, I know. 
And so uh, in the MCU side, with the exception of the Rock and Ruin, all these things remain more or less consistent. Um, of course, in, in the MCU, they have the Milano, the Benatar, the Eclector, and uh, the unnamed holiday ship. James did not respond to me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know what the name of the ship was. But they finally mentioned the Bowie, which is the first time. Yes, I was going to ask, what was the name of that ship? The Bowie. And, and I'm like, yeah, Bowie. that makes yeah. yeah, that's the new the new one. And so, uh, so yeah, the Bowie as well as Wait, the scratch ship. my head again. What happened to the Milano? The Milano. Uh, did, did it ever? Was it the one in Bearheart? That was the one that they crashed in Bearheart. No, that was already the that was already the Benatar. I don't remember what happened to the Milano. I think oh well because it cr- they crashed the during the that was battle. the first one right the, yeah that the was the very, very first one. Oh, and then the Benatar is the 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 second one the one that they got back from um the Nova Corps the Nova Corps okay. so they rebuilt her quote unquote they okay. rebuilt they rebuilt it's, yes because it's named after Alyssa Milano <laughs> so they rebuilt <laughs> the goat. I love her so. She's she, coming back. You see that? Uh, Who's the boss revival? Oh, oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah, she I had a crush on her growing up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, um, she's gorgeous. So there was a Benatar that was one gifted from the Nova Corps. Yes, and then that went into and that's the bigger one. That's the one that they crashed on Bearheart, and then Bearheart. The the planet with the violet. See, I'm speaking Guardian now. <laughs> no, no, but I. You know how they crashed the, and then like Rocket was rebuilding it in the with the sprayer thing. What 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 movie? Number two. Volume so, and then two? Ego comes, and then Rock is like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yes. And then Gamora's like, well, we'll be back in a day. I'm good. That's right. Okay, yes. Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what was the ship in, like, Infinity War Endgame? That's technically the Bowie. Oh, they never gave it a name. Yeah. No. There was no name. It was name. just a new ship, but they it never said the name. It was a new ship, because it's much bigger. Yes. As you can tell. Okay. Because it's... Because... It's, the the way <laughs> this is how okay this is how I feel when my friends talk about Star Wars um, ships <laughs> I'm like the what so the the way you can identify Bowie for instance is in Infinity War because it has a six seater Benatar only had a four, four. and then Milano and now it's like, oh we got it's like two two ish yeah. and so now we got a Not crew this, it's yeah. six. Yeah, and so that's Got how it. you okay. see. Mantis. Okay, so it was just yeah. that they never they didn't give the name they Bowie until the no. holiday special. But I do believe James did clarify on social that it was the Bowie. So okay, was like, oh, maybe Bowie. that makes okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and Continue. of course, yeah. <laughs> and of course, the Eclector is that giant metal ship that the the Ravagers had. Yes, that they used um to get onto Ego as well as off of it. Um, yeah, and so. Uh, as far as the MCU aesthetic, or sorry, powers and paraphernalia go, uh, he has a laser rifle cannon, um, and so obtained from the confiscated weapons case in the custom station in the uptown district of the hub. <laughs> so this is that first gun that he has, and the one that like expands. Yes. Um, and he also takes it out uh, at the bar. It's it's pretty much his well known gun. Um. Uh, and then the like I mentioned the hadron enforcer. He, I think he only calls it by its name once, but this is the apparatus he created to uh, defeat Ronan mm-hmm. with the one shot missile. And of course, the no one's blowing up moons uh, line from Gamora because he was like, "Ah, oh, I'm gonna blow up moons <laughs> uh, with this hadron enforcer." And so it, it contained a single shot loaded with hadron particles, which is what they used against Ronan. Um, and so with the Hadron particles, I wanted to get 
I just wanted to get a little sciency for a second. Uh -huh. And so I wrote this down. Hadron particles. So hadrons themselves are composite subatomic particles. Never go subatomic. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I was like, huh. Because I was just doing it just to do it. And then I was like, keyword subatomic. subatomic. Interesting. Never yeah. go subatomic, yes. Scott. Yes. So there's another thing. I was like, gosh, the science of Marvel, right? <laughs> so hadrons themselves are composite subatomic particles. So this is in real life. This is in real science. Kay. Okay. Um, and via Wikipedia, they are, quote unquote, made of two or more quarks held together by the strong interaction. They are analogous to molecules that are held together by the electric force. So it's like a property mm -hmm. that is basically electrified. Okay. And they're subatomic. Okay. So coming together, that's exactly why, like, when, for instance, they shoot the darn thing at Ronin. Yes. It explodes. Yes. And it's, like, synergized with, like, electricity. It's because of the hadron particles. <laughs> wow. Yes. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Star. <laughs> Ding. Um, and so with that, we have a listener question from Instagram. Super fanboy guy. Okay. This one, I feel like <laughs> I see a trend here because he did ask us uh, a question in uh, which was it? Mbaku? No, which one? Ultron. In Ultron oh, okay. as well. And so super fanboy guy asks... Who do you think is the rocket raccoon in the DC universe? Oh. His answer is Chip from the Green Lantern Corps. Okay. So I agree. He's basically a talking dog. Chipmunk. Chipmunk. Oh, chipmunk. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about the. <laughs> I know I was going to say, I was like, oh. Yeah. My knowledge on DC yeah. comics in general, yeah. it's obviously the Chris Nolan. Sure. Um, Batman, yeah. obviously, Suicide Squad. Have you seen, with the exception of Aquaman? Because I know for a fact you haven't seen Aquaman. I mean, I've seen the. How many have you seen? I've seen, I've seen Man of Steel. I've seen Batman v Superman. I've seen both, both Wonder Women's. I've seen. I've, only one I haven't seen is actually. Is Aquaman. Aquaman. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You should watch it. And then, and then <laughs> I grew up watching DC. Cartoons sure. like Teen Titans is my stuff. I love that show. Oh, nice. I love nice. that. Um, yeah. The, uh, uh, what is it? Batman Begins? Mm -hmm. Is that the one? It's Christian like, Bale? No, no, no. no. The, the, oh. the animated, what's it called? Batman Beyond. Sorry. Batman Beyond. I love that. And the animated series as well. Love that. R.I.P. Kevin Conroy. I would watch WB yeah. cartoons growing up. Yeah. So I watched a lot of those. But yeah, yeah I'm not familiar with at least that part yeah uh chip is also in dc super pets so oh, i didn't even watch that a, there's a better better <laughs> comparison yeah i would agree i mean like again same as you i don't know very much about chip but uh yeah yeah i think the similarities are there definitely so i'm with you super fanboy guy thanks for the question um and so you know when it comes to adversaries <laughs> i feel like you're gonna have fun with this jeff let's see <laughs> Because none, none of his comic book adversaries that I would say are recurring uh -huh. and notable have been introduced in the MCU. None. At all. None. <laughs> yeah, none. And and there's a reason, and you'll see this uh, soon enough why. Um, <laughs> so, again, they're like, uh, they're all um, more or less anthropomorphic. Is that the word? I believe that is the word. Anthropomorphic. Uh, Animals that can talk, anthro, anth 
There we go. <laughs> Anthropomorphic. There you go. I was oh. missing a syllable. So wow. they're they're all animals, right? You got to remember they're from half world. There's they're all going to be exactly what you think they are. They're exactly like Rocket. They're just different animals. Okay. <laughs> so um, one of them is named Lord Divine, but spelled different. That's so weird. I'm so looking edgy. at it. Yeah, I'm Divine. It's like. <laughs> It's like, it's like, I don't even know. Like, I guess it's like Jeffrey spelled with a G. Like, <laughs> like why is it with a G? Yeah. Are you better than everyone else? Like, I don't know, dude. Like, just, that was my name. Well, it's like the edgy, like, you know, the, odd, yeah. the early aughts, right? It's like, like spelling, let's say, I was like spelling Jessica, but you spell it with like a Y. Is it like Madison with a Y, but not where you think it but is? But not where you think it is. <laughs> yes! yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's yeah, what it is. Exactly. That's a great example. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Divine was a reptilian leader of Half World. Uh, he's exactly what you think he is. He looks exactly what he, you think he looks like. Um, so we're just gonna keep on trucking by. And so one of the bigger ones, I think, that at least is more consistent when it comes to recurring is Judson Jakes, um, a murderous mole and captain of the Space Wheel. That's his ship, FYI. Um, and he and, and Judson himself is seeking to get his hands on what is known as the greatest treasure in the uh, the Keystone Quadrant, which is this thing called Gideon's Bible. And so it's a book written by the first comers and supposedly holds the secret origin of the Keystone um, uh, Quadrant. And so it's it's basically it was written by quote unquote humanoids. So it's it's kind of like the Bible. It's <laughs> The first people. Nice. Yeah. And so there's this this whole thing about the book and 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 one of the I think it's the Hulk issue. Yeah, the Hulk issue itself. Uh Judson is introduced and and he also kidnapped Lila. So oh. he's got Lila, he's got the Bible, and Rocket's got all these reasons to go after him, which he is successful in the end, of course. Um, but but yeah, Judson Jakes is, is is certainly recurring. He looks exactly how you think he is. He's I think he I believe he has like a almost priest like robe that he wears not the black stuff but like the the uh-huh. very catholic royalty gold stuff yes okay 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 stuff um and he's a mole <laughs> <laughs> he's a mole that's so, hilarious um, he's also the leader of a company called inter hyphen stell mechanics and consists of <laughs> so these are funny because they're like three of these archetypes within his company um, which is both a company as in a group as well as like a company. Yeah. Um. Uh. And so one of the one of the um people in this his group is named Uncle Pico, who was a tortoise. Wow. And he's a chief scientist of, <laughs> of the group. Turtles are smart, man. Looks exactly what do you think it looks like? It looks like a tortoise, and they all just they walk on their hind legs. So Whoa. Exactly like a rocket. Yeah. But they're just these animals that we're mentioning. And then <laughs> these are the most bizarre things I think that exist. Well, I don't know. They are, they're all pretty bizarre. But there are literally killer clowns. <laughs> so, like, isn't there a film called Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Oh, is there? Maybe. I, I would. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm pretty sure there is. But, yeah, there are, there's a group of killer clowns that are cyborg assassins. That skip across space. Sounds like a fever dream. On silent ro- rocket skates. 
That sounds like a, all right, guys, we're in a meeting. Like, what what kind of villain do we want today? Spin the wheel. Killer clowns. All right. Johnny, spin it again. Let's yeah. see what kind of, what kind of, like, type of people they are. Cyborg assassins. All right. Jim, he's got the next one. <laughs> You're the last one. Make it count, buddy. They're on skates. Sick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there it is. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Killer clowns. So they look like killer clowns. They are killer clowns. And they're on these these rocket skates, but they're <laughs> so, <laughs> so bizarre. The 70s, man. That's so funny. Well, this is even the, this is the mid-80s at this point, right? So it's kind of like, oh. Yeah, the 80s was something it's else, like metal, man. It's metal bands. You know how people ask, bands? like, if there's a decade you wish you lived in? Yeah. I think it would be the 80s for really? me. Because I love the music so much. And then you see the fashion and you see, like, the sure. tropes. Synths. The trends. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like synth yeah. pop is my favorite, one of my right. favorite genres. So, <laughs> yeah. and then you have For sure. you have robo assassins that wear roller skates. Silent, <laughs> silent roller skates. <laughs> They're silent. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and they look like clowns. They look like <laughs> killer clowns. Yeah. They have the, like the frilly like. Imagine Ronald. I'm imagining Ronald McDonald on silent. <laughs> yeah, it's like if Ronald McDonald and the It Clown. Were cyborg assassins <laughs> and rolled around the galaxy on silent rocket skates. There you go. That's hilarious. Boom. I love that. There it is. And so I kind of low key hope he brings them in just <laughs> somewhere. Like somewhere. It's like my stilt man pipe dream, right? <laughs> like stilt I'm man. still still. I'm team stilt man. <laughs> team I'm team stilt, stilt man. man. Yeah. So right uh. there, stilt man, stilt man woman, killer clowns. Let's go. And then, <laughs> and then there are the other these other things called dread draculars. Oh. So it's it's built on the word Dracula. Okay. Obvious. That's what I assumed. And so they they're interesting because they look like <laughs> they look like a, an un you can't even identify what the animal is per se when you look at it firsthand, but it just looks like a floating elf on a shell. <laughs> like, a floating. Yeah, like they, right. they flap around. They, they they have these outfits that are green and red. Yeah. Like a, an an elf on a shell. Uh-huh. And they're like their neck is like cov- like their face is covered. Okay. And then they just mm, glide around. And so they're apparently derived from bats, which is okay. henceforth a drag I, I get it killer. Now. Okay, okay, okay. And they just sweep around and it's like we That's huh? it? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and they're more like, power tool. <laughs> There's a lot of them. And so uh, he fights those. He fights the clowns and he fights Uncle Pico. But uh, the animal fun doesn't stop there. There's also Black Jack O'Hare and the Black Bunny Brigade. These are all real things. <laughs> Although I got to say, Black Bunny Brigade sounds like something that Bad Bunny would have. <laughs> <Black>. <laughs> right? <laughs> the Black Bunny Brigade. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny Brigade. Can you imagine if Bad Bunny played Black Jack O'Hare <laughs> in Volume Three? <laughs> that would be iconic. That that's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. So so Black Jack O'Hare. He's he's the big bad. He I feel is numero uno when it comes to Rocket. At least in the modern sense, I feel like he is number one uh, adversary. Because okay. he does come in and out a lot. I think he has a patch on for one eye. A rocket, a raccoon versus a bunny. Exactly. Wow. Which is like makes the rabbit thing, sweet rabbit, very even funnier. Because <laughs> bad, bad bunny. 
<laughs> Black Jack O'Hare is, yeah, he's a bad bunny. He's a bad bunny. Um, and so he, um, he, he is the leader of the Black Bunny Brigade, who are automaton assassins that are renegade rabbits. Why is everyone an assassin? And just <laughs> they're all bounty hunters and assassins like, in space. Uh, Mandalorian is an assassin. More or less. Uh, bounty hunter. <laughs> bounty hunter is just Han Solo. A, yeah. He's an assassin. They all do it. They all got to make money. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's the, the last job in the, in the galaxy, right? Um, so yeah, they, they, they're all, they're all assassins. Um, the galaxy is vast, my friend. I guess a lot of bad people exist. And so they all do it for money. Um, and then Blackjack himself is actually later revealed to be Rocket's doppelganger. Wow. So, um, that just kind of heightens the entire situation, right? Because, you know, like in the films, there's, there ain't nothing else like me but me. So, there ain't nobody else they, like me but me. There you go. <laughs> so it's like that, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, he's, he's meant to believe that he's this very unique, very, he is the last of his kind from, from Half-World, and then boom, you actually have a doppelganger and he's a freaking bunny. Yeah. So it, it does heighten things a lot in the books. And of course, Leela is, is part of the Lila. God, it's because I have a coworker named Leela. Ah, I get it. So Lila, I have to think of um, Eric Clapton. Lila. Lila uh, is also in the fray a lot when it comes to the adversaries. And, and, and we'll talk a little bit about her later on. But yeah, it's, it's that old trope of, Oh, and they, they kidnapped my girlfriend. I gotta go save her. And uh, then he makes a lot of enemies. They just all happen to be funny furry animals. So again, like I mentioned, there are no MCU counterparts for any of these things. Yeah. So, you know, you, again, you don't speak too soon, especially when shows like I Am Groot are floating around. You know, who knows what we're going to see in the coming years. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, you know, like we've, we've touched on, on the adversaries things, at least when it comes to the Guardians. It's pretty consistent around, uh, you know, across the board. They they all have maybe one or two in the comics, but all of the ones that we've seen in the MCU, none of them, with the exception of Gamora and and perhaps Drax, have the exact adversary. So so Ronan, no, not really. Taserface and the Ravagers. Taserface, yeah, no. Taserface, um, and and Thanos, you know, they're not. They're not, it's not safe to say that they are adversaries with Rocket Raccoon, but the Guardians of the Galaxy, yes, absolutely. So, of course, Ronin, portrayed by Lee Pace, icon, uh, as well as Taserface and the Ravagers, uh, Taserface himself, portrayed by the incomparable Chris Sullivan. Oh my god, I love him. Do you watch This Is Us, or did you watch This Is Us? I didn't, no. Ah, he's I on that show. I know. He's one of the main people. He's fantastic. Ah. And it's hard to believe, once again, that he is Taserface because he's such a jovial, like, yeah. sweet man in real yeah. life. Um, and then, of course, J Thanos played, portrayed by Josh Brolin with previous CGI by Damien Potier and Sean Gunn. Um, yeah. So, they're, they're, of course, they squabble. They've had battles. They've had, you know, gigantic wars. But... None of the MCU villains have actually pinpointedly been against Rocket Raccoon in the yeah. comics. Um, so with that, speaking of family, uh, family, friends, and affiliations, honorable mentions once again to our dear friend Wal Russ, <laughs> as well as you guessed it, Stinker the Skunk. 
Gosh. It's a real character. Cringe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's it's all from the same era, you know. It's like this in interesting bullpen. It's just hilarious. Of, I just like I, Marvel. I'm trying creators. to imagine just like an ant like a like a like a comic book writer or whatever. Yeah. Like in the day and being like, ah, oh, we need something new. How about a skunk? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Stinker. What are skunks? Yeah. Stinky. <laughs> Stinker the skunk. Exactly. <laughs> and they got paid however much they did. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh my goodness. Well, they only they only paid a kid two fifty for I Venom. Know. So uh, yeah. the black suit Spider Man. So yeah. uh Stinker. Pretty sure comics weren't getting paid yeah. that much back in maybe, that day. Maybe maybe got lunch that day. <laughs> <laughs> and so of course in the comics, Guardians of the Galaxy, his his friends and chosen family. Woo! And we've mentioned them time and again. Yeah. So please go back and listen to our Star-Lord and Groot character studies for more you information. All you all know them. You all know them. We all love them. You know what we do. Um, yeah, they're the, the the consistent and one stable factor in Rocket's life in the comic books as well as in the films. Um, and, and lest we forget, Groot was actually the first Guardian of the Galaxy that Rocket came to know, immediately connecting with him when they met in prison uh, way back when uh, in the modern uh, Star-Lord issue actually oh yes yeah guardians yeah um he was getting his bionic eye implant oh quill was yeah um so they they first met in that in that prison and uh of the guardians that we're actually familiar with from the mcu he served on the same team with mantis first oh interesting wow when star lord came yeah so it was star lord mantis groot and then they had a couple of other ones um, that the bug guy. And <laughs> the <laughs> and, bug yeah, guy. It's a completely different team otherwise. But those those three folks, those are the core team with Rocket yeah. that came to the Guardians. And then, of course, in the MCU, the Guardians of the Galaxy themselves, my favorite cast, portrayed by Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Palm Clementif, Sean Gunn, Vin Diesel, Michael Rooker, and Maria Baklova. Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Nebula, Mantis, Kraglin, Groot, Yondu, and Cosmo, respectively. So again, love me some Maria Baklova already. Like, love her as Cosmo. So So I was like, wow, we're going to get Cosmo. Welcome to the family. Yeah, I'm just going (laughs) to. You know what's crazy is that I remember, I remember James Gunn very distinctly being like, I'm never going to have Rocket and Cosmo on the same screen again. It's too expensive. Shooting a dog is hard. Because he said that? He said that because wow. in volume one, when Cosmo makes his, her first cameo, she's in one of the collector's cubes, remember? And yes. Rocket walks by yes, and he yes, growls yes, yes, at yes, it, yes. right? And I was like, oh my gosh. Which is why they adopted Cosmo in the Guardians of the Galaxy ride in oh. Avengers Campus. Where she's sitting there and she's got a she's got a tore up raccoon on yes. plush on the floor, and she's being a good girl. And it's like, okay, that's it. And he said, it's it's a pain in the ass to do the the shading and the lighting for the dog, and to do it with raccoon on top of it, it's miserable. It's not even I'm never that. gonna it's, do it's, it again. It's a dog. It's a raccoon. It's a tree. <laughs> <laughs> tree. Yeah. So he he swore up and down he would never do it. And what has he done? He did it. All three of them are on screen now. I was like, you. <laughs> and she's adorable. And it's, and it's all record. CGI. He said it yeah. on Twitter. It's all, uh, Cosmo's all CGI. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, you have more freedom in that. And she looks amazing. Yeah. Like, it's hard to tell that it's a it's, fake dog. It's, it's just so, like, crazy, like, watching the movie. And then I played the game that you let me borrow. 
Yeah. Because now I'm like seeing like, mm-hmm. like Cosmo played a huge role huge. in the game. Yeah. And then now it's like, yeah, it was the game influenced by the movie. <laughs> exactly. And then is the movie, influ- is James Gunn influenced by, the- did James Gunn right. play the game? Like, I say yes, because he stole my face. <laughs> <laughs> and he confirmed it. <laughs> With his tweet. Die still on this. this. Me and James Gunn are best friends in my brain. (laughs) I would love. Oh my God. I would love to have like a lunch or a dinner with him. He's cool. Just talk to him. In in the five minutes I talked to him, he was I would just love to talk movies and talk how his brain works. I would talk music with him. Yes. I love meeting people who are just. Yeah. Who just know so much different genres of music that I'm not a, that I don't mm-hmm. know much about, yeah. and I love hearing how they like for sure vi- visualize it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, we're getting all these characters, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, so fantastic. Um, so again, like DC fans, I am happy for them because they're gonna get a lot of what we've already got. Him and um, Sa- Sa- Saffron, right? Is that, that the other co-head name? It's him. Uh, yes, Sa- yes, yeah, yeah. Eric. I think Eric's it's like that? something with a J also. Oh, I don't know. Josh. Um, Josh. Yeah. Um, something like that, but yeah, they're good. They're like, it's going to be great. Yeah. Like good for them. Yeah. Like, fi- like he's probably like, like DC fans are probably like, finally. Yeah. And I, I <laughs> structure. Exactly. And I said this before in a previous episode, I'll say it again for all the people who want to see some semblance of DC versus Marvel. If anyone that's, that's the was guy to gonna do it, do it that's the guy be, to do it. It's gonna be James Gunn because James James Gunn yep. and Kevin Feige can easily have a conversation. And you know and then they James, have. I think James <laughs> said it too in a in a tweet. He said like, like oh like what didn't what did what, what did, did what did Kevin say, say when you got this job? He was job? the first person he, was, he told. Was first man, he was like, yeah, hell yeah. yeah, like go for it. He's like, I'll because after I'll be after there. after yeah. May, yeah. like you're you're that's all that's all that's you. Yeah, that's DC's all you. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And I think Feige even said back, he was like, yeah, when those movies come out, I'll be first in line to watch. Yeah. I was like, dang, thank you. Finally. Maybe like, we will. Maybe everybody. there is a future where a DC Marvel movie, oh even if it's God. just a one movie. I'm going to be like 80. With a select amount of heroes, even if it's like a just handful a of shot. heroes. Just a one shot. Yeah. I'll take a one shot. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, it'll probably it probably won't happen for like yeah. Yeah, It's it's okay because we haven't even gotten the X Men in the MCU yet. So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) let's work on that first. Yeah. Um. So we got a listener question from once again Ariel Tima. Woo. Uh, who do you think Rocket would be if he wasn't the best dad to Groot? Whoa. See, this kind of goes back to the question about we were talking about earlier, right? because he he's unified with because him. he's such a mm-hmm. a father to Groot. Yeah. Um, I still I just think he'd be uh much more aggressive, and I don't know what would it take for him to open up. Dare like I if say he, a, a rabid raccoon? Right. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> like like if he had just met the Guardians with no Groot. Yeah. I think it would take him longer to like open up because it's like who's gonna be that person that I think he would have pieced the f out. Uh, true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that he would have even stayed. Maybe. To be honest. Maybe. Yeah, that's also true. Right? Man. That is also true. That is also true. Every time I hear or say <laughs> that line, I hear Rocket saying it in my brain. <laughs> and that is also true. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That is I a great, but, but let's say if he did join the group. Sure. Yeah, yeah, without yeah. group. Yeah. Who would he be? Or, yeah. If he it would either be. 
like Mantis trying to actually well, if we're talking about before and from the first movie because it yeah. was then then it was just it was just Drax, Gamora, and Quill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would probably have to be Quill that breaks through to him. I think, that, yeah. but it would have been tougher because yeah. Groot was like that. I'm Groot. The Groot. Yeah. The Groot. Yeah. I so am it's Groot. like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think there is a there's a part of me that wants to think that also Rocket might have been he might have been a bit more aggressive with being the captain. Right? Because like yes. he was very much like my yeah. ship. This yes. is my ship. My it's, ship. It's my ship. And so I feel like he backs off a bit because yeah, he knows his quote unquote his place per se. Yeah. Um and so I, I feel like if Groot wasn't there or at least he wasn't they didn't have the dynamic that they now have. Yeah. Maybe Groot wouldn't have had such an impression of like, oh, don't worry about it so much, Dad. And and Rocket would be more, you know, as a as a result, would be more insistent that like he wants to be in charge. You know, he wouldn't have Groot to be his like focal point. Yeah. You know? Uh, but yeah, that's that's an interesting thought. But I'm glad that he is the best dad to Groot, because that's great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, and then of course I had to touch on <laughs> uh, Thor and Bucky Barnes, both portrayed by Chris Hemsworth and Sebastian Stan, uh, respectively. Um, yeah, I think they, you know, we we've touched on this a little bit in the last, uh, you know, bit of the show, but I like the the friendships that Rocket has actually kind of forged over the last eight years. Yes. In and unexpected ones, you know, especially, um, because he even Nebula, like the holiday special alone, like you know, he used to be like not terrified of her, but he used to like hate her, yeah, you know, and they used to call her names and you know Smurfette and the Blue Meanie and all that stuff, yeah, and then now, she's getting him Bucky Barnes's arm, and so to add Thor to the mix and and have them actually be quite like he prefers he or preferred. Thor over Quill for a long time. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, to what end, uh, who who really knows? But they got along pretty well. And 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 the Bucky thing is very interesting because I feel like they're the same person. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they kind of grew like they had similar kind of very paths similar. if you think about it. Yeah, they did. Because they they've both been, you know, uh experimented on against their will. They've both yeah. been, you know anatomically changed or enhanced uh with robotics and cybernetics and and they have an affinity for guns they do (laughs) and on a on a bad day bucky does look like a trash panda so (laughs) (laughs) with the eyeliner winter soldier days so so yeah they got a lot in common i could they do yeah so i i do hope that they kind of expand on something or they have another interaction down the line but uh i guess we'll see right yeah and so that brings us to love interests. So I, I kept this for the near tail end of, of all of our segments because uh, I feel like this is really going to play a big part in the film. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't think that James would cut this, of all things, out yeah. uh, from Rocket's backstory. But it is uh, a character that's it's very heavily uh, explored in, in the game's, uh, game's spectrum, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, believe it or not, Rocket is quite the lover in the comic books. He has tons and tons of flings. There's one book. Oh my gosh, I can't remember which one it is. But the, the panel, the page, it's half a page. 
And it's just different alien women that are all agreeing to go after Rocket for what he's done to them. Wow. (laughs) It's very similar to Quill. And they're all shapes and sizes, all different species and races. They have one eye. Some have six eyes. Some have two eyes. Some look human. Some look like they're octopuses. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. he's, He's been all across the board. But only one stands out among the rest, and that is Lila. And so Lila is an otter <laughs> from Half World. That's right. Yes, That's right. She's an otter who stands on her hind legs as well. Uh, in the earlier comics, she did wear some sort of outfit that was very reminiscent of something like Princess Peach and Princess Leia put together. Okay. It was like a robe and it had a big ugh, opal pendant on her chest. Um. And yeah, and so when she's first introduced in the comics, she's already, it's already established and she appears in the Hulk issue. It's already established that they are dating, that they are together. Yeah. And that she is unfortunately playing the damsel in distress role (laughs) (laughs) who's being, you know, uh, kidnapped by all these, you know, bad bunny people. (laughs) And, um, And so, yeah, you know, she's in another anthropomorphic creature i'm totally butchering that but i I can't be bothered to change it um and so she's she's another creature from space who's also the heiress to a large toy company (laughs) named mayhem mechanics obviously spelled incorrectly because they got to be edgy so it's m-e-k-a-n-i-k-s they might as well have added a z at the end you know (laughs) mayhem mechanics on half world uh, just, so guys <laughs> come on so that toy company ends up being a rival uh competitor to a company that that our our dear friend um uh Juds and Jakes has and that's why they get into these snafus in the first place so it's all com- competition it's all about the uh the credits and so as far as the MCU is concerned there is no MCU counterpart yet so, fingers crossed. Yeah. She appears in Guardians Volume 3. They're getting separated at a... They're going to get maybe, separated. Maybe they get, they get experimented on together. Yeah. and Because they... which brings me back to the very top of the show. Rocket is subject 89P13. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess what Leela's is? Lila's is? P12? Yep. Nice. 89P12. Wow. So, she was the experiment... Just prior to before him, yes, and and it's coming to me now. It's dawning on me now that similarly to X twenty three, how they were at least in Logan, there were previous uh, Weapon X experiments that were X's one through twenty two. Yes, and so all of them were imperfect until twenty three. The same is very similar to P twelve and P thirteen. Wow! So Lila, Lila. Lila. <laughs> God. Everybody keep a count on how many God, times like, that has uh, like done the that. Gr- the Groot episode all over again. Um, Lila's, uh, Lila was a bit imperfect to the robot standards. And so they didn't achieve quote unquote perfection until they hit 13. So we'll see if James actually talks about that or discusses that, tackles that in, in volume three. Um, but, you know, similarly to, to that backstory, in other versions and other media, in the Guardians of the 
Galaxy Telltale game. We've mentioned this game a couple of times. It's one of those games, if you're not familiar, it's a choose your own adventure, basically. You just, you know, you're you're dealt with a storyline. You're uh, in charge of choosing what the dialogue a character says and an action that they do. And so depending on what your choices are, changes the outcome of the story. And so in the Guardians of the Galaxy one, um, Rocket himself is voiced by gaming and animation giant Nolan North, who is known for his work in the Uncharted series, as well as various Avengers. I believe he was Tony Stark in the Avengers game. And he has played many, many, many other characters in general. And so, uh, yeah, the Telltale game, it's odd. It's very odd, but very enjoyable. Um, They took a deep dive into Rocket's backstory, which very much included uh, Lila. And so there's actually (laughs) one of the... Uh, like playing that game, I remember like it kind of it kind of made me cry at least the oh, final really? part because there's this whole sequence where you're on Half World and it's a flashback uh-huh. and they're trying to escape while the I think the 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 building or whatever the facility that they're in yeah is exploding it's it's crash it's like blowing up okay and Lila I think she was like she wasn't doing well already because the experimentations were going so awry. So rockets, you have to scoop her up and you have to run out of the building. And then once you've successfully done that, she like dies in a pond. Like he lays her down into the water and he's like, oh, it's okay. You know, we'll just rest for a minute and we'll get up and we'll go. We'll get out of here. And she's like, oh, Rocky, I can't do it. I I don't think I can move anymore. And it's like, it's so sad. Oh, my goodness. So I don't know if I don't know what they're going to do. But in in that game, she did pass away. Uh, But she is alive and thriving in the comics. (laughs) So I again, we don't know what James Gunn is going to do and how he's going to explain any of this or any of the character if if he does bring her in. But yeah, she she died in that game Uh, in uh, in in the newer one. I don't believe she's. In it no. at all, right? I don't think they, I don't think they Did touched he mention her? I can't remember. Maybe, but I don't think no. I don't really remember much yeah. about um Lila. T- on like yeah. Rocket's backstory in the in the yeah. in the game. I don't think they tackled it nearly yeah, as much. It was mostly about Yeah, Quill. it was mostly like Quill. It was Quill, yeah, that, yeah. But yeah, and so in, in Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which was released on PlayStation 4 and 5. Woo! Um <laughs> God. Game of the century. It was so good. Well, not century, but definitely game of. It it definitely deserves awards. It does, yeah, for sure. Um, voiced by Alex Weiner, uh, in this game, uh, he does a fantastic job. Very Bradley Cooper like. So these both these voice actors and and as well as the, the the cartoon versions, they they all really adapted and adopted the Bradley Cooper voice. No one's really done the Cockney, which I kind of like. <laughs> I wish I could hear at least. Sure, once, but. But, you know, you can't blame him because you and I have been doing the Bradley Cooper all, all yeah. episode. So, um, so yeah, so so uh, in the Guardians of the Galaxy, the new game, yeah, again, like Jeff, Jeff said, they don't really touch on Rocket too much. There are some nuances that they, they reveal a little bit here and there, yeah. but all you really get is that he's a seasoned, uh, uh, you know, bounty hunter of sorts. And <laughs> what I do like about his aesthetic, aside from the fact that he has all these cool outfits, is that the default rocket has not only a goatee, yes, but he has a tiny baby Groot on the goatee. Oh. Uh, Did you notice this? Very, prob- probably like being like, oh, 
And I was just it's like, like a tiny bead. He has a tiny bead. Oh, okay, and okay, it's a okay. Baby Groot head. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can tell who's been taking photo mode. <laughs> oh yeah, I I play I play those games for the story and yeah. just get immersed in it. Oh, yeah. I don't as much as getting yeah. into the details. It's, it's so great. Oh, so good. Um, which uh, and then on the other side of the spectrum, we have the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout ride. As well as the Cosmic Rewind that just recently opened in Florida, and so um, yeah, we've we've talked about these rides a couple of times. Uh, the, the Mission Breakout here in California, it has regular and Halloween versions, and and Bradley Cooper is all over it. He does the voice for Rocket throughout the ride. Whereas, contrary to earlier reports, Bradley was not involved in the making of the Cosmic Rewind. Oh, so it's not his voice. Okay. Unfortunately, I thought it was. I thought Gunn mentioned it, but apparently not. So uh, there's no record of who voiced him on Cosmic Rewind, but I haven't written it yet, so I can't tell you anything about it. <laughs> um, and I haven't looked anything up because experience is everything to me. So hopefully I can have a different story later on next year. Um, so that brings us to, to the future of the character in the MCU. Uh, what do you think, Jeff? <laughs> well, yeah. He has said that Gunn has said that this is the last time Guardians yeah. got Volume Three is the last time this ensemble of the Guardians. But again, oh, I'm never gonna have Cosmo and Rocket on the screen at the same time. Sure, <laughs> but I truly Yondu, do. He's never gonna be Yondu again. But I, but you know, actually, like after seeing like how James Gunn works over the years, yeah. I mean, he said the same thing about you know, yeah. You see, so it's kind of. But like, I don't. I don't think he. I mean, but it's also obvious he's not going to make another Marvel movie. Absolutely. For another five years, at least. After May, he's not making yeah. another Marvel movie pro mm -hmm. or another Marvel project for five years. Yeah. So. Yeah. Honestly, I think he truly wrote Volume Three as just a wrap it all up. Wrap. Oh yeah. End it all. Yeah. See, like whatever. Mm -hmm. Like this is the last form of these Guardians. Yeah. Because obviously Gardens is vast. Many, many people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this ensemble is going to be the last time probably on screen together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I truly believe that. Right. Like, I truly do believe, like, <laughs> Gunn wrote that yeah. as, like, this is it. Mm -hmm. This has to be it. Mm -hmm. You know? Because even, even with the holiday special, I saw a comment in passing, like, somebody said something about Wakanda Forever and... In, uh, you know in line with the holiday special and he's like oh well no i wrote the holiday special years ago so i was like jeez so he did you see how he came up with the holiday special did you see that interview or that tweet he, or whatever no he literally he pit he, he was on set for yeah. volume three yeah and he pitched it to to kevin on set he's like hey let's do a holiday special oh my god and then kevin was like yeah three days later he had something written jesus and, that, and then, yeah. That's insane. And they filmed it while they were obviously filming of course, Volume 3. Yeah, because they already had everything together. And yeah. they just added That's so wild. I love that. He's so yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, yeah, going I back to the whole like book end, uh, book yeah. ending things, yep. you know, it goes to, you know, unfortunately, like Chris Hemsworth just said something in the media about mm -hmm. playing Thor again, yeah. about like, if I were to do Thor again, it'd be drastically different. And yeah. it's like, yeah. I love Thor. I love Chris Hemsworth as Thor, but it's also like, I mean, it's also like more proof of like, things just need to end. They have to end, yeah. Like, everyone was okay. Like, like, mm -hmm. like the whole Tony, like I said this last episode, I think, literally, like, mm -hmm. 
Tony Stark need, needed to go. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Captain America, go. Cool. Yeah. Black yeah. Widow. Yeah. Boom. You know, yeah. and Thor and, and, and then Hawkeye kind of had it. Like he's at, he's at with his peace in his life now, yeah. you know, and, and Hulk too. Like we're moving on from Hulk to now she Hulk, mm-hmm. you know, like Bruce doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Obviously there's universal rights and all that bull, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then same thing with, with, uh, with Thor, mm-hmm. Just, you know, he doesn't need to die, but his story needs to come to, uh, yeah. like an end that makes yeah. sense for him. Exactly. To a man who's already lost everything. <laughs> everything. Exactly. So, yeah, if you're going to give Thor one last ride, just, I hope the next Thor or whatever iteration yeah. of Thor is, mm-hmm. I just hope it's the end. Yeah, so. I want Chris Hemsworth to retire not because he's bad at it. Yeah, I just he it's, deserves that. Yeah, he deserves an he deserves ending. a conclusion. Yes, like the original yeah. six deserve an ending. Endings, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree, and it doesn't always have to be death. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think that's also something to remember. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of people who refuse to accept a conclusion for a character that's why they don't want they don't want to see their character die. Right? Never. As as such, like Natasha and Tony and Steve, um, and so, but it's not for everybody. Like Clint is still kicking; he's still around. He's just done, you know. Yeah. And so I think they can do the same thing with like Thor. Clint's with his family. Yeah. Like he meant he 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 mentored yeah. Kate, and he was able to go back to his family. But he also brought Kate in, you exactly. know, into that family as well. Yeah. Like I said with, so, with like I said with Bruce. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that they'll do something similar with Guardians? Do you think that they'll introduce? Kind of like they did at the end of Volume Two, where they introduced all these other sure. factions of of Ravagers and, um, and teams. I don't think so because I know I feel like Gunn is like, yeah, this is the end. Yeah, I don't feel like I need to tease anything because yeah. this is the end of this. Yeah. Maybe it'll tease something completely different that's not Guardians, mm-hmm. or maybe it's like a domino effect that even though the Guardians are done, yeah. that them being done domino affected into something else in the MCU. Sure, because we still. Let's not forget our friends, the Eternals, and how Star Fox and uh, and uh, Pim, 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 no, Pip, ah, Pip, Pip, yeah, Pip, Pip, <laughs> um, appeared in in the end credits at, of the Eternals, and so there's something too. There's all these galactic characters that can easily not take the place of, but help yeah. supplement the void that the Guardians are going to leave yeah, behind. Yeah, like like how there was no like mid post credit scene for Wakanda Forever yeah. or for Endgame. Yeah, like. At- it makes sense because this is the end of this mm-hmm. cert of this like um era. Yeah. This the end of this Guardians era. So exactly. If it just if it just ends and maybe there's like a post credit scene where it's just like a it's like a stinger rather than setting something up, yeah. that's fine too. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. And I I, I feel like <laughs> there's maybe there's a guarantee that it'll be Rocket and Groot and that's it. Yeah. And that's it. That's all that's left. You know, who knows? Um, but we'll see in a few months time next may so we'll see we'll see um <laughs> okay this one is kind of funny so there is an almost was for the record wow um this list is small but kind of funny uh, a lot of notables so if we didn't get the bradley cooper rocket raccoon that we all know and love now yeah we could have had one of these actors. And so <laughs> this list is pretty funny. First on the list is Adam Sandler. Wow. Stop it right there. We're good. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you know I what love I that. you know what I need you to do? I huh? need you to cut each one of these actors on top of Rocket Raccoon just so we can see what they would have looked like or sounded like. So, so put like a put Adam Sandler soundbite 
with a rocket raccoon like clip. Okay. And then next on the list is H. John Benjamin, who is known for his work on Bob's Burgers. Is that the guy that plays Bob? Bob? Yes. Oh my God. Jade, come look at this. I don't, I I don't, oh my God, Quill. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, followed by David Tennant, who is not only a doctor who, yeah. uh, but also Purple Man, which is interesting because he's English as well. Yes. So instead of is Jessica. That- I was gonna say he does. That's, yeah. Jessica Jones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So him is Rocket. I'm like, interesting. Uh, that's an interesting Jessica. cut. Gamora. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey. That's interesting. I get because he's a very animated voice. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, oh, oh my god, Bruce Almighty is literally one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time. Oh really? Yeah, it's like one of my favorite like it comedies. Because you just like. Yeah. He's oh my god! What is like? What does he say? He's just like, but yeah, Jim Carrey is just super animated. Yeah. Like it's saucy. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, imagine a lot of that. Yeah, and his work from The Mask. Yeah, you know, as, as Rocket Raccoon, and then of course, last but not least, Danny DeVito. So, so the hilarious. the argument or the debate was that Bradley Cooper brings more of a New York, like Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> oh, like I'm walking in. Yeah, exactly. Like, ah, get out yeah. of here. Yeah. And then Danny DeVito would have brought the jersey. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I can't like, even. I'm, don't, oh, don't, don't even man. ask me to do a Danny DeVito. That's hilarious. I'm going to make a, for one of our media for the Instagram. I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll do. Oh, my God. I'll make a video. of. Imagine? I'll get a picture of Rocket. Yeah. And then just an actor soundbite over yes, it. Yes, exactly. Oh, so great. So, yeah. So, those were the almost was. Uh, and last but not least, some suggested reading. Gosh, this was hard because, I mean, he's just so funny and so well-written in so many books. So, I mean, go ham. But to, draw, to, to pare it down to just four titles, um, I'm going to suggest Avengers No Road Home t- in 2019, released by Mark Wade, Al Ewing, Jim Zub, Paco Medina, Juan Velasco, and Jesus Arbutov, um, as well as Rocket. One of his solo titles, released in 2017 specifically by Al Ewing, Adam Gorin, and Michael Garland. Uh, of course, one of my favorites, Guardians of the Galaxy 2013 run by Brian Michael Bendis, Steve McNiven, John Dell, and Justin Ponser. Rest in power, dear friend. Um, and Rocket Raccoon 1985, the very first solo title by Mr. Bill Mantlow, Al Gordon, Mike Mignola, and Christy Scheel. Um... And with that, that is the end of the show. Wow. Rocket Raccoon. Rocky Raccoon. Rocket. Ah, Rocket. Where is he? Oh, he's sleeping. Sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) What is the line? Awake. What is it? What does he say to Groot? He's like, he's like, asleep for the action or asleep for the action, awake for the money. (laughs) (laughs) That's that guy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, So just decided upon before we recorded our next episode before the last of the year, which is probably going to be another highlights reel. But our next character episode, the final of 2022, none other than the incomparable America Chavez. Oh yeah. Here we go, baby. Let's I, go. Yeah. Uh I brought it, I brought her up because yeah, I was like great I choice, don't Jeff. think realize how like integral yeah. she is. She is Very. the only superhero right now in the MCU yeah. that is like, well, obviously a lot of them are one of their kind, yeah. but literally she is 
one of a kind. There's no one else that can be her. Yeah. Which is insane. Like, imagine, imagine there was like multiple people who can like multi multiverse travel. Yeah. So, like, obviously, you you can have another Iron Man. You could have another Captain America. You can have another Hulk, which we do. Which we all do. Yeah. You could have another Thor, like another demigod, Mm -hmm. you know, but you can't have another America Chavez. Like, how do you even get that kind of power? And I hope. It does get explained at some point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we'll be discussing all things America, Chavez, in the next episode uh, before the end of the year. And a We Are Groot salute to Andrea, Joliz, Andrew, the Arachnid, Melanie, Ashley, Tyler, Robin, Ed, Katie, Claire, Ariel, Laura, Nats, and Jenny. Follow us on social at S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear... As always, please review, rate, and subscribe. Woo! And of course, also become a Patreon patron. We'd love to highlight you, and we'd love to have your questions and comments in all of our episodes. Woo! So that's it. End of the show. Thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you in the next one. Catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye. What? How did you get... Hey, hey, don't give me that look. Don't think you're getting at us by being cute. What? Why are you handing me this? What is this? More trash? Better be a written apology. See this. Oh. Oh, look how big you are. Oh, this is very nice. We gotta get this frame. Put up at the top of the fridge. I can't stay mad at you, can I?